Hello, and welcome to the party bus that is NGOG, where whether you're 29 or 92, we have got the room for you. Now, I am not your usual host, nor am I the voice you hear first, but I've been given this honor as the guest guy this week. My name is Puya Zand Vakili. Now, as always, your regular drivers are here, your mains, your loft mates, they're here. I did not replace anyone. First, I would like to introduce the first voice in my ear every Wednesday morning. Typically, it's the one, the only, Ali Lasher. Ali, how are you doing today? Puya, doing it, Zamakili. I'm so happy. We say last names here. on this podcast, baby. Hosting. What are you? What are you doing? Is that the Prince of Twitter jumping in here? <laughs> Kiwi Weens, not even waiting to be introed. I'm sorry. You could intro me. <laughs> Please, Puya, as the ho- the guest host of the podcast. Sure thing. And of, of course, next, last but not least, the titular old guy, Akiva Winokur, a.k.a. Kiwi Weens, a.k.a. Akiva Wet Jumper Winokur. Akiva, how are you doing today? It's great. First of all, it's Puya Wednesday, Ali. We have Puya on the podcast that's dropping on Wednesday. Um, it's very exciting. Our first guest, what an honor for him, what an honor for us. I'm, I'm thrilled. This is such a, like, I just, apparently, to give a little inside baseball, like, I had said to Puya, he was like, I'm really excited. I was like, you better be ready to host, baby. And Puya thought that was like a bit, and apparently Keeve thought our conversation about that was a bit, but like, you guys know, I don't do bits. I'm all business, baby. And I think, you know, everyone's doing a recap podcast. Everyone's like, I was to say everyone's Jewish. That's not true. But like, you know, the dynamic between me and Akiva maybe is not so unique. So, (laughs) so. Wait, can I actually, I just came up with something. Well, wait, I don't know what if it's too can late. we do that's uniquely ours? I and it's let's force unique. our guests to uh, pull their weight, probably more than their weight. So, Puya, I couldn't think of a better person to be probably the first and last guest mm-hmm. <laughs> who's willing to do this. Mm-hmm. It's an honor. I mean, if I if I get to be the only one that maybe you guys decide this is not the bit for you, I got yeah, to do it whole, and I liked it. Yeah, I will give some inside baseball to the listeners that even the two of you do not know. I said I was going to go to the bathroom right before we recorded, oh, but no. I just muted myself and wrote that intro script that it didn't have anything. <laughs> so there you go. Now That's you know funny. that. Oh, so you heard us talking all that shit about you before? Uh, yeah, and I when took we notes. thought you were in the bathroom. <laughs> so it's kind of the name up, oh, yeah. of one man, Winston. I'm taking you down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Keith, did you want to say something? I'm so sorry. Well, you said like not like our shtick is that we're Jewish, but a lot of podcasts have that. What if, what if, I don't like, know if that's what I said? That was but, the okay. implication. I was thinking, like, we have Puya this week, Hannah next week. What if we don't, what if it's only Jews and Muslims? Like, we don't allow Christians on the podcast. Would that be controversial? Like, every other podcast, it's just all like real Gentiles, you know? Is this dying? Is I this don't bit feel dying? great about <laughs> the fact that you said that. I mean, forget the idea, but just the fact that you said it. Okay. I, I don't feel great. But okay, Puya, you want to break the tie on that one between me and Keith? It's a good shtick. I it's mean, a it's a shtick. That's the, it is a shtick. That, that for they sure. They have so much, Puya. They have like every, every United States president ever. Mm-hmm. Well, they, I mean, leave this podcast. I, I, I feel you and I hear you, but then where does it stop? Yeah, you know, I like guess, who I else? Guess. Who else is on that list? Later, Somebody, so. yeah, someone's like, "Hey, can I come on season two, episode 17? We're like, "All right, uh, like, what religion are you, by the way? We just need yeah, to are you shooting check. out of form. Is my question. <laughs> are you like, I'm... hey, fill this, fill this paperwork out, and send your thumbprints? 
One of my main concerns with it, besides literally all of it, I mm-hmm. hate that you even said it again, to be clear. Oh, we could cut it. Because I feel like we did so... Oh, yeah, we could cut it. I <laughs> did so much... Uh, we did so much last week to undo the misconceptions around the war on Christmas. And now here mm-hmm. we are, uh, you know, one step forward, ten steps back this week. Uh, we, we, I don't remember talking about the war on Christmas on this podcast <laughs> Well, it was implied. It was sort of like how, oh. you know, we don't... It's Hanukkah. It's okay. We're good with Christmas. We don't really need... You know your menorahs next to your trees. Oh yeah, yeah, okay yeah. I, there, was the a, there was a there was a early Seinfeld podcast shtick that Rob and I were like generals in the army against the war, against the war on Christmas. I've been fighting that battle my whole life. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's move on. Like, please please help us out. <laughs> so, <laughs> Tap is in. this where um you speak on you get Akiva to give you the summary of what happened? I, this is your show, baby. But yeah, this is usually yeah. where I would say that this episode, uh, episode 10, the story of the 50 from season one, uh, aired on January 17th, 2012. And if Kiwi, you could give us Kiev's Digest. Yes. Uh, if Puya. I think it's Kiwi Guide, not TV. Not no, no, no. Kiwi. Kiwi Guide is going to be another segment later. In the <laughs> ah, show. OK, We're fine. Kiev's so Digest is, at the this top. is this is Kiev's Digest. OK, uh, so this episode, which is called what? Story of the 50. The story of the 50 uh, is really sort of like the first Jar-centric episode we see. It's basically one long flashback to, you know, why Schmidt has to put a lot of money in the jar. But essentially, this episode is the story of Schmidt's 29th birthday. They uh, Schmidt wants to rent the party bus. Jess ends up renting the party bus for him. Everyone basically in their life, except oddly Cece, is not in this episode at all. Everyone else uh, joins the party bus. Uh, the episode goes by real quick. We have a, a male stripper on the bus. We have uh, Nick with a with a date with a lawyer, and uh, and that's about it. There's you know there's, there's not a lot of plot movement in this episode, but uh, that's the story about fifty. Puya, if I may interject here, just give you my may. direct response to my favorite part of the podcast for now. Uh, Keeve, I love that your story is like just books a party bus for Schmidt because that's. Maybe the 1,000th <laughs> sentence I would say if I were summarizing this episode. I mean, it's really the story of the party bus this episode. Puya, do you know what I'm saying here, or am I totally off base? No, I kind of get it, because like, here's the thing, right? I This is an episode that I hold near and dear. I feel like the main story with this, it's all about that jar, baby. It's all about that cover art that you've got right now. It's literally, that's what it is, and the, the bus might be the vehicle. Jess is like a blip on the map, maybe, ultimately for me. So I kind of feel like I know what you're saying, or I just made your mind confused. No, I, I love that, because I first of all, I love the jars, the, the bus is the vehicle. Ugh, love it. Puya mm-hmm. coming through. But, no, I just mean like, it's a school bus that she tricks out, because... Schmidt's Frankie Muniz needs the party bus. So I'm just laughing that it's like, oh, yeah, Jess handled the transfer. Right, listen, I'm giving it's people like a 30 a second summary. Bus with a stripper do you think that would make like the the TV sort of summary under the show if you like click info on your remote? That's let's not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, no. All right. But let's not get bogged down here. That's my bad. Mm-hmm. Well, Keith, what did you have as your prediction last week for what this episode was with the title? 
Oh, I was way off, Allie, right? I, don't, I, I think I missed wildly. What did I think the 50 you was? You said that they would... So you... I forget what you first said. I gave you the hint of Grant. You said, uh, oh, it's a $50 bill. It's like a fight over a $50 bill, mm-hmm. which is not wrong, but I was hoping you might recall the jar, but it, it was a stretch. Yeah, we haven't had... A, like, for, considering the jar is the emblem of our show, and it seems to be a big part of the show, yeah, we have, we've had one jar reference basically since... The pilot when it was a big deal. I want to ask Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, on Thanksgiving. Uh, Ali, I want to ask Puya why because a lot of misdirect. No, I. A lot of our guests pick the episode they want to come on, uh, and Puya, I want to know specifically why you picked this episode. I this is for me one of the first episodes of New Girl when I first watched that got me like I'm hooked. I'm watching this. This is happening. Um, it has to do a lot with Schmidt's story. Kind of resonates with me. Um, there's a line we we will talk about the uh, chubby communications major in cargo shorts. I was at the time a communications major, and I was at the time wearing cargo shout out shorts, to the engineers. So that's right, that's right. The engineers I lived with as the only non-engineer. Yeah, so I definitely liked his story. I like the uh, I like the direction it goes. I like everyone's kind of plot points in this episode in particular, um, and it was just overall a fun time for me. It was definitely a fun time for me, and it started feeling like this is a more normal setup. And we've moved away from Jess kind of being the new one being introduced to how these people are. Now she's fully in their ecosystem, which is what I appreciated. Yeah, I think that's right. That like we I forget when we said like maybe let's flag it here. Is she not the new girl anymore? Maybe she's hooking up with uh, Genslinger, Gunslinger Gunslinger. uh, in the middle of the loft. But I think Puya is right on that like. You know, she's she's planning the party and not in a way that's like desperately trying to impress sure. Schmidt as a new person, but it's it's trying to take care of her friend. Right. So I, I do think the dynamic has like noticeably shifted. I also love uh, Puya. I'll ask Keeve. Um, <laughs> this was told in flashback, which I think some people probably love. Some people probably hate. Did it work for you, Keeve? Uh, it's a little complicated. I don't think it was necessary at all. Uh, this show sort of uses flashbacks when they want to, but then they'll go four episodes without having one. They haven't really committed to a style yet, but again, it's early. I don't mind throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. I, I, f- I feel like there will be more flashbacks as we go on, but this episode also has flashbacks within the flashback, like going back to you know Schmidt coming out right after college. Uh, did Schmidt? Is this confirmed that Schmidt went to Syracuse, by the way? He's wearing a Syracuse sweatshirt as he's driving cross-country with Benjamin. Oh, I don't I know that I know that. that. I don't know. Maybe Schmidt That's and Josh Wiggler went to college together. <laughs> I, I Good place for communications majors to go. Mm-hmm. But I... Hey, it's Allie from the editing room coming in to correct a an, an mistake that I have made, uh, not only in this episode, but in episodes past. Uh, so thank you for letting me come to this on my own and figure this out and not uh, correcting me, although I would love your corrections. Um, so yeah, apparently, not only did Schmidt and Nick go to Syracuse, but Coach... And Winston also apparently went to Syracuse, which is something that I've missed literally in all of my watching of New Girl and all my watches. So uh, we will be looking out for that as we go. I'm not going to tell Uncle Kiwi that I figured this out, and we'll see if he figures it out from the other Syracuse Easter eggs that I've heard are in the show. And, you know, he already figured it out from this, which apparently, interestingly enough, is the reason that they went to Syracuse. It's the first episode it's mentioned or visible at all. Um, the the sweatshirt that Schmidt wears, 
they went with Syracuse because it was one of few sweatshirts that would fit over the suit uh, that they had, and, and Max Greenfield wanted him to be going to Syracuse. He felt like it made sense for the character. So super interesting tidbit. Um, I, maybe we'll catch more tidbits like that as we continue in our watch. Back to the show. Um, I love the flashback here. I love that it opens with the $50 bill in the jar and the whole episode is leading to the last scene where you find out why. Like, I, that worked for me. I get it that maybe it's confusing for a first-time viewer. It's interesting to hear your perspective on Akeem, but I loved it. Puya, break the tie for us once again and probably not for the last time this episode. <laughs> and I love that I get to be the tiebreaker. I love the anticipation because especially the first time, I was like, what did he do, right? Because apparently 50 is a lot and apparently it was a discount. So what is the crime committed <laughs> here what did he do so i was very excited for that do you think jess ever gives a coupon to schmidt like a, a douchebag coupon like like the weird sex from last week she, she's be a like good $10 birthday $10 present off, a douchebag yeah like a hundred dollars free on the jar or something can do you think that's where the money for because this this tricked out bus had to be expensive right is the is the jar the thing that supported the bus like did they pay did they use the jar money to rent this bus that they didn't really address that right no, the jar is ever, ever growing. Yeah, I feel like this was... So, for me, I feel like this was an out-of-pocket experience. And it sounds like, by the sounds of it, by looking at what Jess was doing, this was all outsourced to her school, is what I gather here. <laughs> <laughs> she passed the buck. Um, no, yeah, I do love the theme that it's like the drugs are from provided by the school. The Gatorade cooler is probably taken from, like, the gymnasium. <laughs> like, the... I don't know how you said gymnasium, gym. Um... But, Keeve, my favorite way to answer you when I don't know the answer is what do you think? Make a prediction. Is the jar money going to no, come I, back? No, the truth somebody? is no. I, I do think the jar money maybe come up at some point. But, yeah, Puya makes a good point. This probably came from the school. I, I was a teacher for a while, and I never had access to school buses, which almost never belonged to the school. <laughs> um, you know, maybe you have a trip bus if you're, like, a really big school that goes on all the trips. But uh, I don't think so. I always wanted when I was, like in like, in high school, like, once people could drive, like, junior, senior year to rent some sort of bus or like trick out a yellow school bus and go across the country with my friends. I always thought it was a great idea. It came pretty close because we had this very uh, odd kid. In, I don't want to say odd, but a, a, um, we said ex it, an, eccentric, and I'm not cutting it out. an eccentric kid in our high school. Allie again from the editing room. Once I get started, I, I can't really stop myself. Is, is odd different than eccentric? Odd worse than eccentric? Uh, feels like synonyms, Kiwi. All right, back to the show. Who was like there half the time? Uh, whose whose family went from being like not especially wealthy to being phenomenally wealthy in like junior year of high school, and so like he would just like pay for like crazy things. Um, like he'd invite like fifty people to a hotel for like a holiday, and so he said that his parents like bought an RV. Like we could take the RV across the country, like eight of us, and then every one of us has their parents. And we're like, but that guy, no, that's not happening. So everyone's parents said no. But I always wanted to do this. And I want to know if you guys have party bus experience beyond like a bachelor party. I want you to dream bigger, Keeve, because mm -hmm. there's no worse bus than a school bus. A school bus gives all other buses a bad name. Like there's nothing more depressing than being on a school bus as an adult. I'm sorry, I'm saying it. I think as a kid, it's also pretty depressing, except when you're doing the emergency evacuation drills like once a year and you have to scoot out the back. Was that relatable to anyone here? Okay. Um, yeah. What about you, Puya? I, I, no, I live for the, the Akiva's dream of getting, you know, a bunch of mates. I, I, mean, I, I said senior of high school. I didn't say last week. 
even I know, high but school, I still, I, I resonates with me, and I would have definitely had the same mindset back um, during high school myself. I've never been in a party bus. We've turned a bus into a party, let me tell you, but not the other way around. Um, and I've I've definitely been in more limos than like a party-centric bus, probably. I'll also say I commuted from New Jersey to New York for three years. Big fan of the bus for the New Jersey commuters. And I do think school buses give the very nice air-conditioned NJ Transit buses a bad name. Now, you could have... Especially in COVID, I can't imagine what that's like now, and it could mm. be overcrowded and not air conditioned. But all all kinds of buses. I don't need to be on like a party bus. I think the school bus is the binum level bus. Yeah. Well, like so for me, I rode. I went through school buses all high school, all of middle school, all of prime, all of it. I, I've had bus. Even you're a my- senior, you're still on the school bus. I feel like you lose some cool points there. Yeah. No, up until grade thirteen for me, I, I always grade what especially now? the last. <laughs> no, nothing. Um, especially the last um, two years, I went to school. Um, my school was like a two-hour ride away, and there was no way I was going to be able to get one of my parents to help with that commute. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never had this traditional, like the big, like yellow school buses. I've never had that. I've, we've always had a smaller bus that is well air conditioned, so it's been fine. But I can. I've been in the yellow school buses, and Ali, I totally get what you're saying. Especially on a hot, like a hot day, I can't imagine being in. It's like a. It's like being in a like big ass pot, and you're all just melting into this like sweaty soup, and it's awful. Now, what I love is the spirit of the idea. And so, yes, mm-hmm. Keeve, I just shaded you. But, like, the spirit of Frankie Muniz has our bus. What can we do on last minute? Let's, like, decorate with a, a stripper stick figure and a, a picture of our friend. Like, that would totally be my energy. Like, I put, like, streamers on the bus and, like, mm-hmm. brought in a keg. And, like, now we have our own party bus. I love the spirit of that. But I just don't like being on a school bus. But it also shows how much Benjamin sucks because Benjamin's like, oh, this party's terrible. And like, clearly this party looks like it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like this is an iconic time. Allie, again, I hope for the last time this episode from the editing room, um, we're going to pick up about three seconds into what I'm about to say uh, to spare my um, acquaintanceship with one Alexander Chester. I don't see it in the like, it's the curly hair and like the like preppy outfit. It's like that's what gives me Chester vibes. Hmm. Maybe the maybe the look. I don't know about the energy. Have you guys ever heard of uh, Yes and as, as a principle <laughs> of comedy and improv and friendship? Yeah, but friendship? friendship. You think I, I, I'm I'm supposed to throw Chester on the bus just for this bit? <laughs> what, what I'm saying, he looks like a Jewish man with curly hair who's got like a preppy college vibe. I think I nailed it. Um. Can I ask a question? So no, you can answer my question. Okay, <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, hundred billion dollars is so aggressive. Like, it is a funny idea to give someone a check for like a hundred grand or like a million dollars. But you know, I don't know what Benjamin does that he thought he was going to be making a hundred mil within four years. Like, and not just making a hundred mil, but have a hundred million to spare that like his friend could cash his check. Um, I uh, so one of the things I like about this episode for us to talk about, and I guess mm-hmm. we could get into this because I don't know exactly how old Puya is. I have I have a round figure. Um, but I know uh, if I can say, Al, you could bleep it if I, if I say this, but I believe it's Schmidt's 29th birthday and you also had your 29th birthday this year. So do you agree? Do you think it's, I'm one of the people who would be like, don't say my age. I don't care. Uh, when you're my age, you might be, 
Um, I'm teasing. Um, is it all darkness after 29 is my question. Alex. I have a I have a pact with myself from when I was a kid that I'll never be a person who. Um, I thought you were going to say you have harassed. a pact with your friend that if you're 37 and you're not married, you'll marry that no, person. No, no, no. I have a pact with myself <laughs> mm-hmm. that uh, I will never be the person who hates my birthday. That, like, I don't care what my life mm-hmm. situation is. Mm-hmm. I love birthdays as a kid. I continue to love birthdays. And 29 is great. At 28, I had a big birthday and I was like, wait till 30, baby. I'm so, I was like, I was like Benjamin. I was like, I'm going to have the blowout of the century at 30 and you're all invited. And meanwhile, we'll be in quarantine. But anyway, um, this is a perfect segue because Matt Stewart said, what did you do on your 29th birthdays? At least Akiva, because I'm not sure if Puya or Ali's ages. I've already talked about my 29th birthday was in quarantine and my mom wanted to have uh, Rob Cicerino and Max Dawson join. Um, Keeve, what did you do? And then I feel like uh, we should bring out, uh, Puya should take off the mask and tell us how old he is. Mm. What did I do from what? My, your, 29th your 29th birthday? birthday. Didn't get invited no, to your Zoom. <laughs> Did not get the invite from the Jude. Um, oh, well, um, maybe when you start yes-anding things in our friendship, you'll get mm-hmm. the invitation. Uh, your mom does not listen to this, right? Of course not. Okay. She'd right. be ashamed. <laughs> uh, that you're friends with me? That's probably true. Um, sure my 29th understand birthday. understand what, what I'm doing. I moved across the world. I, uh, that was when I moved across the world, like that, you know, that couple of weeks. So uh, I probably was, like, unpacking and stuff. I didn't really... I didn't know anybody here. I was, uh, you know, it wasn't a real birthday, probably. Keeve, if I knew you then, man, that's mm-hmm. the thing I really respect most about you is that mm-hmm. we've talked about this, that you ghosted your life in New York. If we were friends mm-hmm. in New York and you ghosted me, especially yeah. on your birthday, mm-hmm. I would have just been like, damn, I should have been better friends with that guy because I thought he was kind of lame and then he ghosted <laughs> his entire life and nothing is cooler to me than that. Am I the Matt Damon in, in the Goodwill Hunting situation? You're like Ben Affleck showing up at my house like, happy birthday. It's like, he's gone? No, I would, I would respect the ghost. Mm-hmm. I would not reach out, but I would think of you fondly probably for the rest of my life. And if mm-hmm. I ever had a podcast and didn't meet you through it, mm-hmm. I would tell the story. I would tell your story. Oh, thank I you. Would be, I would be like, you know the coolest guy I ever knew? Wasn't that cool in person? But when he ghosted me and his entire life, <laughs> yeah, oh my true. God, he's somewhere. I don't even know where he is. Incredible. Especially I wasn't yeah, like... How old are you? <laughs> yeah. So, tw- yeah. So, uh, that was 29. Uh, your 29th birthday is, uh, you know... Not not uh, I necessarily wasn't iconic. Maybe it wasn't oh, your it was best great. birthday. It was one of my best birthdays. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, just the Zoom call or just in general? It was like, I, I think I spoke about this already in the pod, but like, I was very lucky, but like people felt bad for me that I was in quarantine. So I got a lot of deliveries and my mom who, my mom has never sent me food in my entire life. Like I, in college, people would get like Oreos, my... God forbid my mom send me something that's under, you know, over 100 calories. So, like, I she would send, send me, like, socks and nail polish remover on my birthday in college. She sent me cupcakes. Like, that's how desperate she felt. Um, and then my mom organized this great Zoom with, like, all of these people in my life at, like, the loneliest time. And then my law school friends, like, did something. Else. So, it was, it was wonderful. I mean, it wasn't, like, traditional, but it was much appreciated in quarantine and, and really a, a wonderful time. That's not funny. Who cares about that? Go back to like talking about how I like broke my own phone or whatever. Yeah, but now I have a question. Puya, have you had your 29th birthday yet? Should we predict? I have. Oh, I was not. Oh, Oh, what a twist. Are you 28? 
Um, would you like to say yes or no, confirm, lock okay. answer? I, I mean, thought, now we're like, I don't know. No, let's talk this out. I, I thought you were either my age or one year younger than me. So I will say I think you're 28. But if you were 14, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, I have no idea how old. It would very much surprise me if he was 14. I'd have, <laughs> I have some follow-up questions for my, my uh, you know. Oh, true. <laughs> for Liana. His roommate. His buddy. Um <laughs> Uh, and I'm guessing you're younger than her also. Maybe she's not a, a say her I age person. I think she's a year older than me. No. Mm. This is probably um, a great segment for people who don't know us also. Just so, guessing people's okay. ages. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll disclose the information here. So I am 28. Mm-hmm. I'm a 92 uh, baby. Mm-hmm. So February 92. And Liana is one year older than me. So Liana is 29. Okay, she's my age. Okay. She's. I think Liana's a month older than you, Allie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good year. Yeah. Good crop. 1991. We had the uh, uh, first Jordan title. And Alan and Liana were Lovely. born. Um, all right. So, all right. That was uh, an, a new segment we were trying out, a one-time only called How Old Are We? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if if there's any comments that are like, uh, you know, I don't know about guests on the podcast. It's not Pouya's fault. We we did like 20 minutes on, on uh, the 29th oh, suddenly birthday Suddenly you defend your guests. Good to know. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. Pouya... Uh, so yes. do you have plan? When is your 29th birthday, and do you have big plans for it? I mean, it's February 22nd. Mm. Um, so it's a it's a TBD. We'll right. see. Could be good. Um, yeah. I mean, it'll be the first one I'll get to experience with Liana in person, which is lovely. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. So that'll be great. Um, but yeah. So I think either way, I'm gonna be happy with it. It'll be good, um, especially because. My birthday lands in an awkward time because during university and stuff, that's when in Canada, that's when reading week was happening, which is basically a week off from school. Um, so in that month, it's first of all dead of winter. So it's really cold. It's snowing all the time. All my friends, my roommates would go back home to visit family. So I'd be alone, essentially. Uh, but my sister would still be in town because like both of us are still alone. Um, so we would hang out. And her birthday is five days before mine. So we kind of would have like a mutual birthday hang lunch mm-hmm. shopping so that'd be fun that was a good time and i spent my birthday with her this year as well obviously uh because i knew i was gonna move so i made sure i, did. I don't want to depress you guys but yeah i do think that 29 could be when you peak because listen when i, when I was like listen when i was 28 turning 29 i like i had a job that was cool i had all my hair still um you know i had a lot more Let's, energy uh, believe it when i see it let's see a photo <laughs> A photo. I um yeah in a in a candid moment, which I don't think I've ever said, I do not have all my hair. Um, I had all my hair maybe at twenty four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I lost Let's most. Let's see of the it. photos, um, Akiva. Let's see the photos. I'll send them after. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So it it is possible that people. Are you okay if this is the peak, Ali? If you were now stud- suddenly on sort of a downward slope, is that all right Look, for I you? I want to be. I've been on a downward slope for a long time. Okay. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit my second wind soon. Okay, probably. good. Probably good. I like but, the optimism. But also, you're 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 again. You're the scope of of your life is so far off. Like, how many kids did you have by 29? Two. I had two kids by 29. So that's a lot of kids to have. That's um, a lot of kids. Yeah. But, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm excited for Puya to be 29 to join us in the 29 and plus club. Uh, it's not so bad. I don't think your, your whole life is, is downhill from here. All right, so it's not all it is, So what? The whole world is downhill from it's here. True, it's true. It's true. And maybe you peaked very high. Of course. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a slow move down from how high up I was. It's so also funny be because life. like our, my sensibility and Allie's and Allie, you could 
and always do correct me if I'm wrong is like <laughs> we can be a little bit like uh, negative and Puya's like oh. a like a a positivity super spreader you know he's like he's very positive and he's like not a big complainer so we have like dueling energies right now also yeah I'm all about the positivity and mm-hmm. also Ali uh two weeks ago you talked about it being your half birthday and uh happy half I thought you were gonna say birthday. I got you a present oh, thank you <laughs> in, um, in my house, present. we get. I am the gift. I'm the gift. Okay, yeah. I'm here. I'm here, and I've got you. I got you a sound drop, actually. Twenty nine <laughs> and a half. Do you know Grace? Uh, the off-mentioned Grace um, mm-hmm. taught her niece to say twenty nine like that when she asked her how old uh, Aunt Grace is. And I, I think that's that. hilarious. And if you're 29, you have a small window, Puya. You have a small window to teach all kids to address you like that, starting yeah, on the street. Just if you're on a bus or whatever, just say 29. <laughs> yeah. If I'm ever asked how old I am for that entire year, mm-hmm. it's not even close. I'm saying it like that. We well, just have the drop like ready. Intro. You don't even have to say it. Just have, just play them the drop. <laughs> 29. Uh, Keith, can you do that impression one more time for us? 29. <laughs> it's like a puberty. It's like a thirteen-year-old saying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? What? Ali? What do you think of the line where Schmidt, uh, towards the beginning of the episode, is discussing his friendship with Benjamin, and he calls it a girl-style friendship that they actually hate each other and they're like frenemies. I was wondering what you were going to ask me about, and now I understand why. Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny. They, like, purposely don't say frenemies. They say, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I guess frenemies is gendered now, and mm-hmm. it's... Uh, Bro, uh, bronemies or fremesis. Fremesis much better than bronemies. Much better. Bronemies yeah. terrible. Do you have um, friends that you hate though? We talked about this recently. Like I am, I, and we've talked about it on the pod too, in, in in real life and in our pod life. That um, although I guess our conversation aren't really real life. Our Twitter life, our pod <laughs> life, and I've had this separately in my real life where I'm either in your wedding or I'm not invited. Like I I have very. I'm a zero. You don't pretend to be anybody's friends. You're saying it's not even that. It's like I I could be nice to somebody who I don't love, but it's hard for me to like have this sort of like middle of the road friendship with someone. So like it would be unusual. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are people who get on my nerves who are my friends. Am I perfect about not being like, oh, that person's so annoying today? Absolutely not. But I I wouldn't be able to sustain a relationship like this. Right. And Puyo, do you think that's gender? Do you have any friends like that that you don't actually like but you deal with, you tolerate? Oh, oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's all male friendships. No. (laughs) No, Because here's the thing. For me, um, there's so there's obviously different layers to friendships, right? I have have friends that I'm very close with, best friends with. I will always reach out to them. I'll try and like talk to them if we haven't talked in a minute. But then there's friends by that I've gotten by proxy, whether it was in a settlement with other friends that I ended up gaining this one. Mm-hmm. I have no choice but to keep them. But like, I'm never gonna be like, "Hey, stop talking to me." So if they talk to me, I'm there. I'm gonna talk. But to you them, never initiate. You feel saying. good. I will not initiate. See, exactly. men don't break up. Women break up with friends. I can't. I can't. Male I, I bonding on Seinfeld is. was a lie. Men will yeah. stick. They're with their the friends episode. forever. No, the the most I do with uh, those kind like with ending those friendships is when I go through my yearly or buy yeah yearly uh, purge on my Facebook and I delete people who I've not t- like oh wow I'm like I'm not gonna talk to it's you a lot of that. effort yeah especially since what like if somebody becomes famous and then you like could have been Facebook friends with them that's what I, I think mean, about I, I keep everything that is a crazy friends. that is a, sort of a crazy reason to keep people as Facebook friends who Crazier cares than going through yearly or like, no that, both of, both of your takes were insane. <laughs> Puya, like, it, unless you're posting deeply personal stuff on Facebook, which I don't think you are, 
Like, and I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe we're not even Facebook friends. I don't know. Like, maybe you're posting like political takes five times a day, but I'm missing them. Like, what? <laughs> w- like, who cares who you're fa- unless you're running out of friends? Like, I don't know if there's a maximum. I don't think and you probably have a lot of strangers just because like from our like podcast experience, like a mm. lot of people you don't know are probably friending you like the I don't. Yeah, that's a lot of effort to unfriend people unless they like yeah. are actively harming you or like posting stuff that's offensive. No, so I used to be a lot more frequent with the purging on uh, during the university years, especially when I kept meeting new people. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to delete a bunch of people um, because my feed ends up just getting flooded. And I, I'm not, you are, I'm, I don't really post often on Facebook. I think I changed my profile picture this past like month for the first time in two years, three years, I think. So that's the most activity I've had. But even with the friend requests I get, I play fast. I, I make decisions. I'm like, okay, I've talked to you a couple times. Sure. Um, okay, I know you well enough based on stuff I've seen online. Sure. But then there's people that are admin. I'm like, I don't really know you. And like, it's fine. You don't need to be on there. I have a total. Would you like to guess how many friends I have on Facebook? Oh, I like this. Um, yeah. I also think I'm a big fan of the penned. And some people listening to oh, this my might pending have tried to fat. F- Facebook friend me. I really try to limit my Facebook friends to people mm-hmm. I like truly know in real life. And it gets hard with podcasting, but it's not a personal offense if I haven't added you. But like my pending is like 200 people. so And this is like my whole life. This isn't recent. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a lot of times people I do know get caught in the pen shuffle. But anyway, that's just a disclaimer for like the two people that might apply to. The- MJC <laughs> was mad at me for a long time about that. Wow. So um, it's mostly to him. My directly. favorite shtick is going to be I had a lot of students Facebook friend me in like 2007 or whatever. And like mm-hmm. one day in like 2032, I'm going to accept it. It's They're all still pending. And I'm going to accept all my <laughs> students like 25 years from now. They're going to be like, who's this guy? Right, I think Puya has okay, so he keeps it light. He likes a good ratio, which most people only care about mm. in Twitter, although I do know people who cared about that on Facebook in university. I'm looking at mine as reference. I have and Puyo's a year younger than me, which means he had it in high school, so he's got all the high school people, which mm. definitely boosts your number. I have eighteen twenty one. I'm gonna say that Puya has kept it to a cool seven fifty. So I'm spoiled because I'm on his page, just making sure we're we're okay. Facebook friends. And by the way, this is like a 2016 conversation, like at at, at best, like uh, going analyzing well, that, Facebook. No, it's so it's good because it's it's retro. Yeah, maybe. this is a retro conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he has uh, 469. He oh, keeps it wow. real tight. That's real yeah. tight. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. engineers only at his college. He didn't Facebook friend anybody. <laughs> Pretty much. No, and the thing is, is that I definitely have had a way more friends come through since the podcasting days, right? But I also ended up deleting a bunch of people from before. Like, there's people that I was like, they were in my graduating class in high school that I just don't talk to, didn't talk to, even in school. I was like, you don't need to see my progression as a human. Mm-hmm. You don't need to see what my aunt's going to comment on my photo that's going to be hella awkward. Like, that's for me and my people. So I've deleted a bunch of them. I keep the kind of, uh, the thing is, I, I will be operating differently with my Facebook. Like, if I end up surpassing 500, 600, 700, and if they're actual people that I want in my life, I want them to know my story, I want them to see my progression as a human, that's fine. Twitter, it's 500 or less and I'm going to try and do that as long as I can. Well, my, you know what I'm so, realizing? Yeah. Is that we didn't, because Puya is the host of the show, that we didn't introduce him. Oh, yeah. Also, we, like, yeah let's... There's no context <laughs> for who this guy is talking about how many Twitter followers and yeah, Facebook friends that he good. has All 30 right, minutes we, into the show. Do you want to do that at the beginning? Do you want to add in like a little, like, by the way, here's who Puya is? Or are we just doing it half hour? Nah, that wouldn't be us. I'll, right, I'll Puya, introduce him right intro now. Intro yourself. 
No, no, let me intro. Sure. Are you going to make him intro himself? No, okay. I, I'm, I'm ready. I did my research because I do the plugs. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make Puya do all the plugs. That's one of my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. So I was okay. came prepared to do Puya's plugs. But I'll give a brief introduction that Puya was a loser of So You Think You Can Podcast on <laughs> Rob Has a Podcast several years ago. Thank you, thank you. Where he met his now buddy, mm-hmm. roommate, mm-hmm. Um, and life partner. Mm-hmm. He said significant mm-hmm. other recently on a stream. Um, which I think All is a funny things. thing for young people to say, but people say it. Um, Liana Boris, as we mentioned, also a loser in So You Think We Can Podcast, and has gone on to become a dynamo of the podcasting scene, covering Aww. shows like The Mass Singer, which again, we referenced taking his mask off. No context for that no at context. all. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people know Puyo, <laughs> mm-hmm. but in More case than us, he's got more aforementioned Twitter followers than we do. Um, he, well, of course he does, because he also covers 90 Day Fiance on Rob as a podcast. He's a prolific Big Brother commentator with Taryn Armstrong and the rest of the gang, also on Rob as a podcast. And he's made a splash on Twitch. Uh, you can find him at Puyism, streaming on Twitch, three nights a week. The great Puya doing it, Zan Vakili. <laughs> Welcome 30 minutes into the podcast of the show. Now, that was a better intro than I could have ever asked for, Ali. You humble me. Thank you so much. But you did leave Someone's my got proudest to. credential <laughs> off. What's that? You did not mention my proudest credential. I am the author of Ali's bio on Twitter. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's going to come up later, Puya. It's going to come right. up later. Okay, so I'm glad we're on the same page here. Okay. But no, thank you. We also that. joined an exclusive club, which was mostly me and maybe occasionally Missy today, where Ali screenshotted a DM uh, from Puya and, and posted on Twitter. Uh. What? That's a real honor, <laughs> oh, Puya. so cool. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 Wait till I she does one you did not want her to do. <laughs> I would never do that. And I don't do no, that I'm to teasing, you, Akiva. You're such a show. You're such a showboat. Mm-hmm. Um, or should we get back to New Girl? Oh though? yeah, this yeah, that's fun. It's like new is, Puya. Yes, it's not just yeah. like uh, it's not just a chat show with Puya. Um, what, what, <laughs> we would love it to be. One of the things I liked, like they they do now, like to bring up once an episode that Schmidt is Jewish. I like that Jess got him kosher yogurt. He's like kosher yog. <laughs> well, that that's really uh, niche because only you would need kosher yog, like a true kosher person. Honestly, so like- if I went on a party bus and you're like, by the way, there's no bathrooms <laughs> in the next thirty hours. We got you a bunch of like warm yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, I'd rather you give me pork. Like, I, what is my, what am I going to do with kosher yogurt that's, that's that hasn't been refrigerated all day? One thing I want to call out is, like, Jess is first saying, like, I want to throw Schmidt at this party, and Nick and Winston are, like, giving him the, like, don't, it's, that's a no-go, it's a no-go. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, scene very reminiscent of Parks and Rec, and I actually went to check which episode aired first. Not that, like, everybody has the same idea. I'm not saying it's, like, a ripoff, but... Uh, the, one of my favorite um, Tom Haverford moments is when he's like, I call forks miniature rapes. I call mm-hmm. like desserts, desserts. Mm-hmm. And Nick's like, he speaks a different language and then comes up with three very subpar examples of a briefs like oven, ofs, airport, airp, which missed opportunity last week to use airp before as like an Easter egg uh, mm-hmm. talking about getting uh, Nick to the airp. Catch up, catch. But what I did love was the theme party that him and his D-bag friends had previously. <laughs> Bros before hoes on the moon. Category is yacht flair. <laughs> Puya, what's yacht flair? If someone told you uh, the, 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 uh, the, God, what's it called? The wardrobe? What is it? The dress mm-hmm. for this podcast is yacht flair. Yacht flair is wearing um, Ray-Bans first on the face. <laughs> 
Um, we're talking like Banana Republic chic. You're wearing a obscure polo with like little anchors on it, like around it. And Reed then... Keeve to filth, why don't you? <laughs> no, what? Is this from Akiva's wardrobe? <laughs> Keith, did we lose you? Or are you no, are you I didn't. I, well, I didn't know where Allie was going with that. <laughs> and like, I don't know, maybe like uh, you know, mustard-colored corduroys, or just cargo shorts, or no, not cargo shorts. You know those those like the shorter cargo shorts that are not cargo shorts. That um, honestly, can I just say something? I feel like there's less cargo shorts there now because of the ridicule they got. But they essentially still have cargo shorts, but they're above the knee now. And I'm like, just give me the extra little bit. So I have the option to cover my knee as well if I want to, but also more pockets. Okay. I need my pockets. When you say they have cargo shorts, yeah, what does that mean? there's so much. This is rich. Wait. The, there's there's so much here. I don't want to mess it up. Um, you're basically saying that there are just shorts. Like you're saying Probably, you pockets, but like I'm so... talking above the knee, below the knee. Yeah, okay. Because I phrase it weird. Okay. You know, for the first time ever, men are expected to show a little leg and they don't like it. Okay, I see Listen, what it is. <laughs> I am very proud of my legs, okay? I'm not going not gonna to lie. I'm going to be very honest about it. Um, I just like the give that the knee option gives me. Sending prayers up for Liana. When you say the knee option, are you wearing the zip off so you can have the? No, no, love? I am not that guy. <laughs> what, That's yacht the, flair, by the way, for sure. Wait, where's um, the option? I don't understand. I don't know, and it's hard to explain. Like it, it, the the cutoff is like right when your calves begin, is what I'm describing. But I feel like I've seen less of those now, and I'm seeing more where the cutoff is right, um, but above the the knee joint. My brother recently said to. Uh, us that he wanted to get a bathing suit that he was showing a little thigh but his wife wouldn't let him and we were like <laughs> we thank you <laughs> we thank you for that keith you don't strike me as a short shorts guy i mean um, I, i'm i'm gonna start making some predictions about you yeah you like could you do that do you could do that um i'm not i mean you've pegged me i do have a lot of uh cargo shorts in my repertoire and like cargo shorts without pockets also if that makes any sense like it looks like the same material but they're like more fun colors and there's no it's just the regular pockets it doesn't have like cargo pockets okay. That's really my look. There's like pink or blue or whatever shorts. But yeah, they're not, they're not, I'm not showing, uh, I, I probably like that's the only, like, I guess my legs are fine, but I don't really show a lot of thigh. Yeah. I guess my legs Well, here's the thing. Fine. I'm older than you guys. And then no, um, like, it, you know, the longer shorts was the style when I was older. So I, it takes, it takes a little bit of time to adapt, you know, when you're older. So no, there was no such thing as men wearing short shorts really. It, it, it was, I mean, not no such thing, but it was much less popular, you know, in, in the late 90s, early aughts. I mean, that's a recent, that's a recent development. Mm -hmm. I mean, men, I mean, I'm only thinking of people really wearing shorts, like, in the mainstream, like, that short in the last few years. It's not like you've had to adapt and everybody else is just, like, walking But I'm also, like, I don't, I just die. don't buy new clothes, you know what I mean? So, like, the next time I buy new clothes, I'm sure that'll be what's there, but I just don't have that stuff right now. Also, right, there's, there's very little demand for me to show more thigh, honestly. <laughs> in fact, pe people are, are rejecting yes, it. Yes, people At want, people want longer was, shorts, yes. Sure. Um, it'd be a fun prank on your kids for you to, like, get ready for a beach day and, and show up in, like, chubbies and see how your kids react. That would be a fun prank if I showed up on beach day. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about why Nick puts on his jury duty pants, which absolutely killed me that like that probably is the most frequent occasion in nick's life that he's got to wear slacks this is jury duty um 
But before we get to that, he he diverts attention from his jury duty pants by doing what I think Akiva does, which is just saying mumble, mumble, mumble as he walks away. <laughs> you like this move, Akiva? Just saying mumble, mumble, mumble? Like if someone asks you a question you don't want to, like want to answer, like for example, if I say to you like, "Wow, why did you embarrass me on Renap like mm-hmm. that?" and and the way you say, you "No, still, I changed uh, the topic." Mumble, mumble, mumble. I say, "Oh, yeah, Ellie, like, here's like a is... funny screenshot of something else." Yeah, and it always works. But I know, but I think this is a good diversion to just be like, "Oh, mumble, mumble, mumble." That's what I'll do from now on. Pooh. <laughs> All right, let's move on, though. But, okay, so he's meeting Lizzie Kaplan, a.k.a. his lawyer girlfriend, Julia, that we have heard nothing about. And Nate Kay has a question, but I do want to say, uh, as a reference to last week's question about corporate parties, mm-hmm. I will say this was a very accurate portrayal about what a law firm mixer is like when you're, like, going to work at a law firm and, like, recruit people, like, as a student interviewing like meeting lawyers that i think was spot on um the two seconds we saw that but nate k says where did nick meet this lawyer girl did i miss something probably not a good podcast question well nate i disagree puya where did nick come up with julia it's interesting right because they seemingly even though they've had probably a crossover at some point in their lives when nick used to study law they they're very different right i would assume based on what we know about her I'm just going to go ahead and assume that this is one of the times where he just met her spontaneously at the bar, and that's it. Because I don't want to think too much of it, but also maybe – but he's trying to keep this facade up, right? So maybe he wasn't – maybe it was after hours at a bar or at his bar or – because go all the way to wear your jury duty pants to impress somebody <laughs> if you're Nick and you're here and she doesn't really know all that much about him. It's got to be like a quick encounter, right, where it's like a, they did a – like. Or I don't know, Ali. Let me throw the question back to you because I'm struggling here. What level of knowing each other would you have to be to be invited as the date to the law firm mixer? So I think this is a great. Uh, I think you're doing a great job with the question because I too think that there are a lot of like nuggets of information of where you can mm-hmm. sort of like pull out how long they've known each other. Um, where it's like, yeah, clearly it's not their first date. Yes. Nick's into her, trying to impress her. It's not, they haven't been together long enough for exactly what you're saying, uh, Puya, for him to know, for her to know, like, how many roommates he has, for example, or where he lives. But they've been together enough times for her to be frustrated with the fact that she doesn't know that information when she says, like, all right, I, I, you, you don't tell me where you live. You never want to go to your place. So, like, I feel like they're in the, like, five date range. You know, daily texts, five dates in within two weeks kind of thing, two and a half weeks. Like, very mm. frequent hangouts, but, but like, not that long timeline. It's not a super common, um, like, sitcom trope to, like, introduce a, an established girlfriend to your main or second main character. You know? Well, here's what I love about it. And I, I, like, what I love is it's sort of, and, and maybe it's just convenience and I'm buying into it, but, like, I feel like we meet her as Nick is forced to bring her in to his life whereas like he is enjoyed off the show keeping her at an arm's length because he's embarrassed of the show life yeah and he's bringing her in and only the audience gets to meet her as the friends in the apartment get to meet her and also are sort of like how long have they been together they seem like he's introducing us but like I haven't heard about her before this, and he's acting super weird around her. So I don't know if that was, like, an intentional choice, but that's what I like about 
again, not a usual sitcom thing, but it worked for me. Am I making too much of that? No, that makes Probably. sense. I think, but now it's like, now is the show like the Truman Show or reality show where it's like when they're off camera. <laughs> you know, and we used to talk about it on Seinfeld, like in anything that happens, like what do they do during the rest of the week when the show's not on? You know, like it's not canon. So I guess, yeah, that works. Like they're just, I mean, I don't really they're going mean to work like that. I mean, like the world of the apartment and it's like Nick is, has been trying to keep her separate and doing it successfully and we haven't seen her. But now when she's sort of demanding it and the friends are like, yeah, come to the party. And like, that's when Nick's worlds are colliding. We get to this sort of confusing introduction. But Puya, to answer the question you so thoughtfully asked me and I so miserably didn't answer. I think it's, like, probably right. I mean, I wouldn't bring anyone to work ever, but I do think, like, it's probably open bar, and the way she put it is, like, I got to go to this thing. She probably doesn't have a lot of time. She mm -hmm. works at a law firm. And so she's like, I got to go to this thing. Come get drinks. No one will even know who's, like, yeah, come with me uh, to this event. So I think students do it more, where they're like, oh, I'm going to this firm event. Just show up. They don't know who's there than, like, a lawyer would. But... Mm -hmm. I think probably around this time, again, I would never do it, but it, to me, the whole thing checks out, even though we got many questions being like, what the hell, who is this, and why didn't we meet her before? Yeah, I would have expected a bigger, warmer introduction to Lizzie Kaplan on the show, but I was very happy to see her when I first did, and happy again on the rewatch. What is Lizzie Kaplan best known for? Because I feel like it's a face I know, but I don't know her super well. Um, mean Girls. For sure, Mean Girls. As is she Janice the? Is, uh, is she's the mean girl? She's the no. best friend of Lindsay Lohan. Mm -hmm. She's like the rival, like freak gang, and I say that as a member of the rival freak gang. <laughs> as a compliment, but, yes. But um, she also was in um, was it Master of Sex? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, Party Down, the underrated Party Down. Adam Scott. Yes. Yeah. I'm surprised yes. you don't know her by face and name. Uh, well, first of all, yeah. I have no facial recognition, Allie. So what are you oh. talking about? Have you watched um, The League? I was just going to say she's also on The League. Yeah. yeah. Well, Puya, you know that Allie is, has watched. This This astonished Alexander Chester this week, our friend Alex Chester. Allie dropped that she's watched The League, let's say, more than twice. Uh, many a time. Mm -hmm. um, and she's, I believe. It astonished him that it was more than twice? Yeah, you you said. I thought it astonished him that I said eight times. Well, I I was being nice. I didn't want to say the number, and it was like it was <laughs> right. like I'm joking. It's yeah. You said eight times, and he said <laughs> I think he said that's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life, or something like that. What, like, is it because Ali's not a big no? Football no, person? I think it's like there are very few shows that you'd you expect Priya. somebody to watch eight times, and the league is like not one of them. It's mm. not. I don't know. It hasn't really had a long shelf life maybe it's because like mm -hmm. some of it was dated you know immediately but like it even though it's a show that people remember fondly it's not really a show that's still of the culture and that has really stood the test of time like when we did the what's your favorite 21st century sitcom um poll mm -hmm. on, on it was on my list it was on your list mm -hmm. right but it didn't get a lot Same of votes season. if i remember correctly so i think the yeah. thing the difference uh, between me and you and chester is like and maybe Puya's more on my side with this, is, like, I was in college when Netflix happened. Like, when Netflix went to, like, streaming mm -hmm. shows. So I think that's correct. And so, yeah. like, when I was in college and, like, didn't have a TV in my room, I would stream, like, Parks and Rec. And the, and, and the timeline might be mm -hmm. off, but the league was definitely on it then. And so, like, 
you would just like watch it before you go to bed and that's four years plus that after and then it got pulled from Netflix and so that's when I stopped watching it but like I wasn't sitting down in like a living room of my home watching it eight times but it was like on my laptop non-stop in college mm-hmm. so I think like the generational divide of like the six years between us I think captures a generation my generation that has seen like the streaming shows 10 times each. but the league was not and at least right, the but was this wasn't a streaming show when it was on like I you know I guess we saw it when it was on FX right no my brother recommended I'm now I'm looking because my timeline can be off Um, But it was, okay, so it was 2009 to 2015. And this is probably why when you asked me about the end of it, I don't know the end as well. So maybe I haven't seen the last season as many times. But it premiered in 2009, which is when I graduated high school. So the first few seasons were on while I was in college, like available Mm -hmm. to stream. Yeah. That's probably wrong. Don't at me. I don't care. By the way, I'm not a thousand years old, Puya and and Ali. Like, I, uh, we also watched TV shows on our laptop when I was in college. No, but, but I remember going from, okay, freshman year, like, a guy on my hall had How I Met Your Mother that he was, like, burning off of a hard drive onto your laptop for everyone. And it was like, oh, cool. Now I have three seasons of How I Met Your Mother. Like, I haven't seen the show. But also, like, Netflix was on the scene. So I'm not saying you're a thousand No, I know you aren't. I know you. But there's a gulf between us and Netflix is in it. Yes, right. Netflix, when I was in college, and even that was by the end, was like the red envelopes only. Right. Right. Yeah. No. And like for me, honestly, it all comes down to the fact that I've also watched the league more than six, seven, eight wow. times. Because and you don't it's like just football so either. Easy by to the watch, way, Keith. for people who are listening at home, you're not a big football guy. No, I'm not. I've only ever done, and we were. I was big on fantasy basketball, and that's what got me. And I was like, hey, you don't hear related? that a lot. <laughs> Close enough for me. Um, but no, I, I. So I took over. I did one fantasy football league for the did first time ever. Did you cheat, Puya, like someone else I know? No, so what I did was I had my own team, mm-hmm. um, and I also took over Liana's team because she was too busy. In the same league. And that was her family team. No, no, no. Okay, A whole fine. other, right. so whole other league. Cheating. That's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I made it to the finals with Liana's team. Lost. Ali, isn't that cute, the idea I, Sorry, of having like a family yeah, of like a family fantasy football league? I feel like my family yeah. could never. That seems nice. Anyway, yeah, Puya. That's cute. It's idyllic. Yeah, I know. It's very wholesome. Very of them. wholesome. I, I, just, I don't think I, my family could family should gamble together. either. Yeah, no, but then in the other one, I lost. I I came in like third, I think, but I also had the least points for, and I was like in the playoffs, so I didn't deserve to be there. But then again, I did the draft, and then I vanished. I just did my life. But the, so the point no is, all right, so you guys both are like the world's two. The people who've watched the league the most on earth happens to be you, the two of you. Exactly, we're wow. here. I think there's more of us than you think, and I do think it's the gener- mm-hmm. the great generational gap. Between us, but we'll let the listeners... Yeah, if any other listener has watched The League more than three times, please tweet at us and let us know. All right, so one of the things... They're having this sort of debate where she's like, okay, like, I, you know, I don't know anything about you, whatever. And he says, well, I live with three roommates in a loft, and, like, I'm 29, and, like, isn't that embarrassing? And I've recently had this with my friends where we're, like, talking about dating, and a lot of people I know, like, care if a guy our age lives with, like, multiple roommates in the city. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't care about that at all. Like, zero percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it actually surprised me how many people really do care about this. I wonder if there's an age where it starts to matter. I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I remember I was married when I was 20, so I've always had a roommate. I went f- straight from my college roommate to my wife. Like, um, that, is, that is interesting. First of all, good for Allie. 
right, Puya, that she doesn't care. Mm-hmm. She'll take a guy. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe it's quarantine because, like, I like live alone. They said it'll be great. They said, like, I wish I had a roommate. It's like, yeah, that's true. The only mm-hmm. person you could see is if you had a roommate. Uh, and also, it would be fun. Well, no, because if your roommate didn't take uh, quarantine seriously, you would have lost your mind. But like the, but <laughs> I would uh, well, none of my friends would do that. Right, but uh, but also, Ali did flex last week, Puya, that she's never seen a guy friend or or partner have no mattress. Which which some no, no, okay, no, no, bed, no, no bed frame excuse no me bed no bed frame a mattress on the floor <laughs> which some ladies were bed. blown away like Ali must be attracting the cream of the crop here some real uh, Rockefellers yeah. I mean honestly the bar is so low that it's like yeah. oh snap he has a bed frame? a used wow. bed off Craigslist for five dollars wow. well, yeah that's a yeah. personal attack because I know you could mean generally but I know you mean specifically to me that the bar is extremely low <laughs> no 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 I mean that's what I'm saying is that. You found the right people because I've I obviously I know a lot of people that did not rock bed frames. And I also think that ultimately for me personally, um, or just looking at it from the outside looking in, I know a lot of people that a lot of my friends were like, I have to be moving out. I have to do it solo. Mm-hmm. Like I can't do roommates. But then there's some people that just they thrive better in a roommate environment. I'm one of those people. I feel like, Ali, I'm with you. Like if I'm riding solo, I would have a tough time at it just because – I, I need the push. I need the push to, like, get in the social interactions, do the things, and, like, hang out and do all this other stuff. And I feel like having roommates helped with that. Um, whereas if I was writing solo, like, eh, I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm fine. So, and also to speak on it about a dating perspective, I mean, me as someone who would be dating girls, I had no issue. You have roommates. My issue is, do you like me? Am I funny enough? That's what I cared mm-hmm. about. You live with four people. That's your life. That's so your you think business. that is like, gender also. Good. That's like women care about men that way. Or maybe guys care about guys right. too. Or that's that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I have five roommates. Just uh, if you're, if you're keeping score at home. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of people. Um, so one thing I love, there were a lot of LOL moments I had where I was like picturing the writers writing these things. And like when Winston invites Julia to the party and she says, is it a presence thing or a donations <laughs> to charity thing? Like no one would say that. But like that is like the clear writers trying to like be like, oh, she's at a different phase of life. Right. Than she's a grown up. Yes. Yeah, like yeah, who absolutely. would ask? Oh, is it like a donations thing? No but I do that. think like it's you because you are not you are not a fan of coming empty handed to place. So uh, it's not like comp- you're the closest to anyone I know who would say that. Oh, I'm showing up with a gift, but I, I and so that's a funny thing. I'm trolling them, but it's like I might be mm-hmm. like, oh, like, are we bringing gifts? <laughs> this actress was gifts, this. Nick? The character was based off you, Ellie. Well, that's why Hannah wants to show up next week. We've already talked about this. Oh, but okay, we'll get to wow. It. But but it's that's like awesome. no, but it's very much like. I would, uh, here's how I would approach it. I would be like, Nick, are people bringing gifts? He'd be like, no, why would I give Schmidt a gift? Like, he gives me gifts. I don't give Schmidt gifts. And then I'd be like, no, Nick, you have to ask Winston. Like, is anyone else bringing a gift? I don't want to be the only person. And then I would still probably bring a bottle of alcohol or something with a bow on it. <laughs> like, yes. I would, I would like, make him ask every one of his friends, be assured that it's a no, and then still be like, oh, like, I just happen to have this in my car. Here you go. <laughs> I think that's the move though Ali I think you don't want to because I don't want to be the one that pulls up and everyone else has brought something and I haven't right so I'd rather be safe than sorry and seem like the one who did the most and was extra with it than to come in empty-handed and just feel like a fool the whole outing I mean me and you be extra never C- couldn't imagine know, right? it <laughs> <laughs> couldn't be me Akiva's like I've never once rolled up not empty-handed I don't understand yeah I don't understand my presence is like Bowie said earlier is a gift enough <laughs> 
All right, so let's talk about this party. So Jess hires a male stripper uh, from Miss Fat Booty. Well, she doesn't. She doesn't hire a male stripper. She hires a stripper. I'm sorry. She has a stripper. Yes. Uh, Miss Fat Booty. Something I never picked up until watching for this podcast is the is the name of the stripper booker, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, she's trying to get drugs by going to like a confiscated drawer in her school, which then makes the boss invite herself. Extremely bizarre. Um, and as you said, kosher yoke, stripper pole, condoms. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. I, du- I dunked on the bus, but like pretty good for, you know, 24 hours notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a good planner. I do like, oh, yeah. as a teacher, also the confiscation station. We didn't really have mm-hmm. that. Um, I, I did confiscate things from students, but I wasn't like allowed to keep them as far as I can remember. And it was never drugs. Um, but <laughs> it, it sounds like it's like a police station here. Like they could just take whatever they want if they take it away from the kids. Well, like. Can I ask a clarifying question, Alec? I think you'd be the best equipped to answer because I've always been baffled by this because isn't this supposed to be middle school? Like, are there adult kids oh, yeah, or sorry, older question. kids? Like, are like really are seventh graders like pulling up with <laughs> smokes and are they still in the school or are they, is it just confiscated or are they like expelled? Because I feel like in middle school, I don't know. I never, I never knew rebellious middle schoolers like that. I love that I'm the person you want to ask this to instead of Akiva, who is the teacher. Mm-hmm. But I, I, no, I've actually heard some stories about the youth getting rowdier than yeah. I. And this is LA, where, right? Where kids grow up 100 times faster than like most people. Are you keeping an eye on your children, Keeve? Who's watching your. You have a middle schooler. Yeah, but not in LA. The kids in LA and Manhattan grow up much faster than the uh, rest of the country. I don't, the, the Isra- I don't want to generalize. But the Israelis that I've met in my life are the wildest bunch of people. Well, yeah, but my but kids, no, my kids are, <laughs> my kids are like, uh, are, are, you know, very innocent. And me too. Mm. I asked you if you thought I had drug energy because I, I don't. I never have. No, I, I know you don't have drug energy. energy. That but I just want to say it for the podcast. But he was like, you strike me as someone who would have Advil in your brain. Yeah, you, you'd always have like, <laughs> I'm, I'm right, Puya. I happen to have been wrong. She said she doesn't. But like, you always, you're. Do you have Band-Aids? Do you have a lot of Band-Aids in your purse? You know, we're talking about you being the the lawyer, you being the Lizzie Kaplan. I think you're more of the the the, the principal here. Oh! <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Before you say anything else. So before you say anything else. Before you say anything else. JK kidding. JK kidding. You can do whatever you want. I, I just wanted to do that. I, I, I do not mean it by any means. I love that Puya <laughs> came more prepared than we ever have this podcast by I cut, can't believe cutting clips. that you... Th- <laughs> that you thought you'd be able to get that clip cleanly out before I, I know. jumped down your throat about it. <laughs> I should have remembered the gymnastics incident of episode <laughs> six or seven. Mm. Woo, my cheeks. I was really thought that was the end of our friendship. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you imagine you get invited, first guest, I come in, I hit you from the top rope with that. No, couldn't be me. <laughs> Do you think in syndication they're going to take out the Cosby stuff? Like, that's so, it was so random. Like, it must yeah. have been Jake Johnson's like, by the way, if you ever need it, if you're short like 20 seconds in an episode, I do like a bad Cosby. And by the way, Lizzie Kaplan does a much better one. You know, again, obviously, like Cosby notwithstanding, like it's that kind of cute early dating interaction. Mm-hmm. Where it's like that awkward, like like she's at this boring lawyer thing and mm-hmm. he's there like being a law school hater. She was like into that part of it. Because again, like that's the classic crap you get when you're like, oh yeah, I'm a lawyer. They're like, oh, sounds boring. And you're like, yeah, like thanks for like, yeah, that's so cool that you said that and fun. Um, and he's like being goofy and is like clearly not of her world in like that respect of like her office. So I feel like 
again, I'm reading too much into it, and, like, you're probably right. It was, like, probably on his, like, special skills as, like, a joke on his resume or something, and they were like, yeah, throw that in. But uh, I I just thought that was, like, a cute, stupid, like, what do they have in common? Like, she's attracted to this sort of, like, messiness of him mm. moment. Allie from the editing room, I clearly have no idea how actors get work. Like, I'm curious because, so, you know, the impressions, uh, you know, I feel like there's tropes on TV where, like, oh, the impression of this celebrity ends up being involved. You know, like, I feel like a lot of shows talk about Urkel. A lot of shows, like, Cos- Bill Cosby gets brought up as a, you know, from back in the day. What in nowadays, if there was a new show that was starting, like, this week, right? Ooh. What celebrity are they doing an impression of in that new show now? Ooh, good question. Like, from our time, or from this, like, last, like, let's say, 15 years, what's the next impression? Is it, like, a Ron Swanson? I feel like it's a a Michael Scott Mm boom-roasted is in contention. Like That's a good one. Maybe Joey from Friends, perhaps? But, no, but if you're going more modern, um, I'm trying to think, like, who you could go that's more modern than... Even Michael Scott, but, like, sooner even... That is a good question. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of like lame Trump stuff out there. That's like probably in the culture more than than a lot well, of like sitcoms. Ar- what are you talking? Where is that? <laughs> I'm saying like people like... who who you know someone who everyone imitates. I'm just thinking of. You know what it is? It's yeah, the Bachelor. It's the Bachelor. People imitate the Bachelor. Oh my god! All the time. First of all, there have been whole shows spoofing mm-hmm. it. SNL skits like moments in sitcoms. I feel like like I feel like the Bachelor is like a is like a highly referenced TV show in other shows. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. okay. It, yeah. The Bachelor exists in the canon of a lot of other shows. Okay. I, I'm but I you. see what you asked. So Bill Cosby's an actor. So like uh, Trump. Now I understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was only thinking TV shows. Um, I also have another question that I have. In well, my do you have an answer? Oh, you said Joey. I do, think that was a good one. I feel like that's the closest I can think of off the top. Of Game the of Thrones, Thrones would have right had now. a lot of references, but obviously that you know doesn't exist anymore. Like it, it, right. it ended so poorly, like no one would talk about it anymore. But for a while, there would have been like a lot of like, oh, McQueen of Dragons, whatever. Do you think people <laughs> say that about our podcast? It ended so poorly. I mean, so ideally, we get uh, <laughs> seven seasons like that or eight or however many claim the show has. So I, I know that the, the metric was, you know, you mentioned, you know, once you get to eight, it's good. I feel like the rule for your podcast should be if you hit 29, <laughs> you're in a good spot. There we go. Okay, that that's the num- That's the next okay, goal. Perfect. Wait, is that the season two episode that you already signed up for as a second hit? That would be so smart on my. We shouldn't even behalf. tell people that Puya sort of like no. Called it's the dibs. guests are frozen. Yeah, the guests are frozen. Yeah, don't Although ask. it did inspire my podcast co-host Brian Cohen to text me and say like, "Is there an episode I can still get in on?" And I was like, "What made you think like <laughs> I have to text you right now?" And it was like, "Cause last week I mentioned that Puya had already said he was on two, oh, yeah. so Brian was like, we oh, shouldn't shit, even I say that.' Text yeah, him. it's frozen for now till season two. <laughs> we're frozen on guests. We're mm-hmm. we're at capacity. Uh, maybe that's what um, it. Maybe it's Frozen references, like a lot of Anna Elsa stuff, is what would be. <laughs> I could see Frozen being a big mm-hmm. part of that mix as well. So, um, so before we move too far ahead with this, so when she was ordering the stripper, imagine us said, moving ahead, mm-hmm. Puya. <laughs> she said, so she, this is these are the descriptions, the metrics <laughs> she requested. She wanted a stripper ideally with Asian heritage, bendy, with a heart of gold and a crotch of gold. So. Yeah, I didn't really have a question here, but I need I, this needed to be said out loud, mm-hmm. and it needed to be ideally by you. Because, yeah, right. So, because my my whole thing is like, 
there's so much more that we are missing. Mm -hmm. I feel like you can't just say that and they're like, oh, let me put it in the old database, mm -hmm. right? Like. Bim bam boom. Okay. What more yeah, do you need? One. I've never ordered a, a, a human before. Yeah. And how how many <laughs> like how many possible like dancers or whatever do they have on call that they could get that specific even? You know what I mean? You're getting whoever's available that they, day. Like the minute someone says heart of gold by calling a stripper ordering hotline, mm -hmm. don't they just like stop pranking us and hang right, up? Right, that is like, probably is... true. Maybe they pranked them back yeah. and that's why they sent them Matt Besser. <laughs> The only yeah. experience I have of uh, listening to someone order a stripper mm. is on The Office when no. the qu only questions I I was are be a good blonde story, or brunette. Mm -hmm. No, I, I have no mm. experience in this in this realm. Mm -hmm. um, so Matt Besser, one of the UCB four, right, started the UCB with Amy Poehler and Matt Walsh and uh, uh, Ian Roberts, I think is the guy's name. Kiva, we have a question about this. Matt Stewart says, were you, Akiva, were you surprised to see Matt Besser yeah. make an appearance as a comedy bang bang fan? Yeah, he makes a lot of appearances. The thing about Besser is he he's like sort of intimidating and comes off in every character as extremely unlikable, and I think in real life too. Um, <laughs> the the I, You sort of feel bad because like he started this iconic thing and maybe they made money from it. I think he used to be sort of maybe collapsed over over uh, this you know pandemic this year. But like he never made it big. He never made it big, and certainly the way that that Amy did, obviously. Um, so I sort of feel bad that he has to like take these roles, even though I'm sure 99% of actors would kill for a career that he had. Uh, but I also don't like him. I, I I don't like Matt Besser. He seems very unlikable. So I don't care that he's here. Huh. Okay. We're on the same page. I'm 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 I'm, I'm with you on that. I've I don't I can't think of anything I've liked him in. Um, he did play the if I remember correctly. He was one half of Crazy Ira and the Douche, right? Yeah. So that might be the closest. Yeah, I'm thing, sure he's been good in stuff, but I feel me. like the closer he gets to his actual self and like on podcasts and stuff, he he has no likability at all. You guys didn't like him as the creator and co-star of the Red Man and Method Man MTV hidden camera prank show Stung. I don't even remember <laughs> wow. that exists. You... No respect. <laughs> no respect. Oh, I, Ali, Ali. Hilarity, my man. Hilarity. <laughs> Um, okay, so interesting. As somebody who only knows him, although I do listen to Comedy Bing Bong occasionally, um, I I only really know him from, yeah, like these like guest roles he's had. Um, and I don't like the stripper storyline. Like, I think it's the weakest part mm -hmm. of this episode. Mm -hmm. I don't dislike it. Like, I think, like, the conversation him and Schmidt have about, like, the career of, of Schmidt potentially going into male mm. stripping and, like... <laughs> Him saying, like, what's your essence? Like, I'm a wolf hawk. Like, what are you, man? Like, not the character. Like, what's the persona? Like, I I thought that was funny. I like when when Jess says to him, like, uh, are you bringing the stripper? Like, I'd like to see her jugs first. Like, that makes me laugh. But generally, yeah, I think it's a weak storyline. Maybe it is because of him, but I don't necessarily think it's he's at fault here. I, I think it's, like, shoehorned in. And also, they're trying to tell, like, eight stories on the bus at the same time. Like, I probably would rather see Benjamin, like, more of an arc on the Benjamin thing other than just, like... You know, Ew, who wants to see more? <laughs> well, Benjamin? they had to decide yeah. between the stripper and Benjamin. You know what I mean? Like we saw like half like, a, half a storyline for each. For me, the plot line is weak, but he does as much as I'm not really a fan of him. Um, I thought he brought a lot to it. I laughed audibly when he says he does wet towel tricks and the whole like <laughs> what can. <laughs> when he was like, "What do you do?" He's like, "Well, I'm, <laughs> I play I'm baritone on my church." And then he's singing. I was like, "Just take the fifty and leave. you think they're gonna tip you? <laughs> like, just go." 
And then he's singing and he starts tripping because that's what he knows. Like he's just used to it. Yeah, I, I was tickled. I was tickled even though well, I thought Well, he does that trick like... too, but that's 75. <laughs> um, no, I, so I agree. I think I, I'm, I'm not, I don't love the stripper plot line, but I, I agree, Pui. I think he brings a lot to it generally. What's your persona? I mean, if Schmidt's luxury dessert warrior poet, Keeve, what are you? What's your persona? Uh, I'm just here so I can get paid, I think, is my, is my shtick. But that's ironic. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're you're like your persona is dad. Like it's not like oh, no. and you don't have to have any kids. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like you have dad energy. BD. Oh, Big dad oh, energy. <laughs> I don't know if Allie knows this, but do you know for many years before that like became popular a couple of years ago, uh that's like what Jews write when somebody dies. Oh. Like borrow, so it's funny seeing that's been co-opted by something that's become more popular when it's like you're talking about like <laughs> a, you a dead Jewish person. You write Baruch Dayan Emet, BDE. Okay, well, you ruined it for all Sorry, of us. Sorry, everybody. Um, we had it first. <laughs> so so now you're a part of the war on BDE. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Puya, you got a persona. I feel like you have a very strong persona, but I don't know what it is. I don't know. I feel like um, just calm collected giant could you play the why you lion soundtrack no i'm not gonna (laughs) no here's the thing i I think i think if i had a role it'd be affable nitwit i feel like people like me but i'm kind of dumb and i don't think it comes across um what you mean you think you're dumb but then but then people don't notice is that what you're saying yeah i think i don't think think you're dumb so if you're dumb you're you i guess you are doing good job hiding it i would agree I was talking about it with Liana today because I've I've recently bought um, blue screen glasses so that while I'm on the computer for long periods of time, I can protect my eyes. Mm-hmm. And I don't wear glasses. I never wore glasses. But she's like, oh, you look like more intelligent now. <laughs> and we were joking about like, so if Rob didn't know what I did, what would he assume I do? Like, what profession do I look like I'm a part of? And I was like, yeah, I think I come off on first glance. Oh, he could be, you know, doing something in software mm-hmm. or something. And then it's like, oh, he slung bagels for six years. Like, that's where my You think I'm without glasses, my... you're a Twitch streamer. But with the glasses, you're like very corporate, you're saying. Yeah, with the tw- with the glasses, I'm like, uh, you know, corporate by day, cautionary. Did tale Liana agree? Did your buddy agree that that you don't co- that you that you trick people into thinking you're smart? I think, I mean, here's the thing, right? I have a decent-sized vocabulary. Mm-hmm. I can speak very eloquently. You should have said word bank. That would have been funny if you couldn't come up with the word vocabulary. <laughs> I have a word pool that mm-hmm. I use often. He's um, saying word bank because he just did fifth-grade vocabulary words with his uh, That's job, right, right. Like word fifth, bank was that is right. We it. were doing fifth-grade vocab <laughs> this week. It was very exciting. Yeah, I think that I come off, especially when I'm speaking, a lot more confident than I really mm-hmm. am. So what I give people will not will come off as like oh he kind of knows what he's talking about whereas honestly sometimes i don't know what i'm talking about and i'm just doing a really convincing job of getting through it i have a big issue with something that you said puya oh no and it's the fact that you said you were slinging bagels when you were probably slinging circular chewy bread uh not no, don't what well, you was in montreal right weren't you in montreal that's I just described, I lived in Ottawa, but I we did Montreal style. Yeah, bagel. and I just like described the, a Montreal Montreal style bagel. But but that's the only popular bagel outside the Northeast. Like that's the only place. Just because it's popular doesn't mean it's good. Don't you don't you have kids and teach? Them, yeah, like, but it could have been. You know what the difference between the two? What? Is, Allie? 
Like, so the, the Montreal style bagel is a Montreal style bagel because it gets boiled in honey water before it's put in the oven. Doesn't help That's, it. Have you ever tried this, Sally? Yeah. yeah, of yeah. course. And also, I will say the aforementioned Zingerman's in Michigan makes Montreal style bagels also. Um, obviously, they're in Michigan, but yeah, I've had bagels and they're not as good. I, hey, I don't just I love I, I will eat all the bagels. I don't discriminate on them. All of them are good. I recognize that there are differences in the two, so I'm not about to come through here with the slander. I've extensively tier listed these with uh, a buddy of mine named Jordan, who has weird ways of distributing oh, no. seeds on his bagels. We, should we say it, Keith? What I said today? But no, I don't think we. Say, I don't think we have to say. All right, it. let's move on. So. Um, <laughs> I'll tell Puya off there. I look forward to it. But, okay, so let's get back to present day in the show and in the show Mm -hmm. where we get sort of like a jar exchange rate. And then I've looped in what happens after in the montage and the ending scene. Because, like, this sort of gives us a better idea. To me, $50 seemed like a lot. So I was actually really happy that they positioned, like, what Schmidt's past offensive had cost him. Mm -hmm. So we got personalized condoms, $20. Did you know that NWA didn't stand for Never Walk Alone, $30? Uh, He's just wearing a thin-strapped black tank top with, like, some sort of fluffy newsboy cap. We don't get Mm -hmm. the the current, the amount for that. That's just a jar. Groupon for hypnosis, no jar, then pauses to himself and thinks, imagine the sex stuff you could do with that. Boom, jar. And then we have the lightning round. Has anyone seen my good peacoat? Has anyone seen my shark skin laptop sleeve? Has anyone seen my croquet cleats? Uh, has anyone seen my other timepiece? Uh, I just thought of the best name for an uncircumcised penis, Bishop in a Turtleneck, and I can't find my driving moccasins anywhere. Um, what is? What are the faves, the standouts here? I mean, I think they really cash in on the jar here. They made us wait 10 episodes to get a lot, and I think they really deliver. Yeah, Keith, what were your favorites as a first time um, viewer? Yeah, I like the I like the idea of like croquet sneakers or whatever, driving moccasins. They're all pretty good. I do think it's like we like to uh, like imagine ourselves in the writers' room here, um, and it would be a lot of just like we're gonna pitch a thousand of these and pick, and take the best ten and put it in a montage. It's a little bit out of the can of the show, right? Where they're just like bang, 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 joke. I mean, which they've done once or twice. Um, but I and I'm curious if Jar is gonna like n- you know now become a more weekly thing. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say my favorite one is probably the sharkskin laptop sleeve, just because it's so random. <laughs> yeah, mine is definitely the iconic Yelly. <laughs> I can't find my driving moccasins anywhere. Love that one. I, I If I could make one point, and I guess my one thing is, if you told me which one of these other ones that was mentioned should be worth more than the shocking 50, I think has to be the Groupon. For sure. That's like a couple hundo, maybe a thousand even. Um, but then everything else is very on point, very, um, you know, it's very much Schmidt, top to bottom. I think the, the personalized condoms, like, because the box arrives, like, that's what did it for me. I mean, the group, again, obviously what he's suggesting with the group on for hypnosis is horrific. But I, I do feel mm-hmm. like that's more of like a stray throwaway comment that still deserves jar. You're if right. he had purchased it and was like, look at this coop Groupon I got. <laughs> like The, per- the yeah. fact that he's holding the box and he's like, look what just arrived. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's a firm probably $20 in the jar. Makes sense to me. Um, this is hard to do on the spot, but Matt Stewart says, play a game with who can come up with the most jar-worthy phrase from things they would actually say. I'm just going to say, Puya, not a D-bag at all. 
But if Puya had a jar, maybe this is what we'll do with our guests. We'll tell their, our guests what their jar sure. is. Sure. Puya okay. knows what his I jar is. It's at least as his podcasting and streaming persona. It's like the the dad joke puns are Puya's mm. jar. Do you, have, do you have an example? And it and the jar is full. Do you have an example? Yeah, that's very on brand for me. That that is definitely I will always try and pull a dad joke when I can. Um, and I'm not, I don't apologize for it. I, I, I used to, I used to feel embarrassed about it, but honestly, it's, it's a little bit of me and I enjoy it so much. I, I'll tell you this. I had the idea of, um, trying to convince people in among us the other night that, um, someone faked a Ligma task and then fool them into saying what Ligma, mm-hmm. what and did it I work? You know, hit them with the punchline. I did not try it because I was too scared of the. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I don't even get it. Do you, I needed to explain. Wait, to did you have a? Did you have a candidate in mind there? Who are you going to drop it on? I it had to be the right person, but if I could have, I would have. I would have tried to because I feel like the people that I would have tried with would already see it yeah, coming. Mike, Phil, so they would have matter got of, it. Right immediately, and it wouldn't have mm-hmm. hit. But it would have had to be someone who I'm like someone like Ali. Yeah, you could have hit Ali. I would have assumed Ali because she doesn't know, but she would be cool about it. Yeah. What is it? Just Google it. It won't yeah, work now. Wait, have you already said the punchline? No, but everyone knows uh, it. Who's listening. No. Yeah. <laughs> Ali, Ali claimed of, today. Okay, remember when D's nuts was mm-hmm. a thing? It's, it's in the it's, same. Yeah, it's a D's nut type thing. Um, oh, that's one of my favorite jokes ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, wait till you hear about my this br- one in 2025 when when your <laughs> wait, wait, your aunt Facebook. Wait, all right, tell me this it. off air. Let's wrap the podcast up so I could hear the joke. Yeah. Oh, uh, we all haven't right. discussed uh, the lawyer beating up Benjamin. That that was wild. Came out. Well, of let's field. get to. We got to get to bro juice. I mean, and, and then it becomes mm-hmm. like honestly kind of an extremely lame party mm-hmm. where like they go to this party in the woods. Like, Nick is is I guess I've never really understood bro juice as vodka and palm pomegranate yeah, is it juice. Pomegranate juice, I assume. And like his thing is that he just drinks it out of the jug. Didn't think this was that embarrassing. Didn't think it was that big of a thing that would stick. I don't know if you guys feel differently, but I, bro juice has never really like, it's always felt like a stretch to me. Well, I feel like the whole thing is that he invented it for Schmidt. So in my head, Schmidt was having a rough go at his 22nd. You know, we think back to larger Schmidt. Maybe this was his way of getting, you know, a little taste of nostalgia and uh, Nick helped bring that out of him, bring the happiness. But then ultimately it's like it's making, you know, Julia see him in a more natural light than what his, you know, jury duty pants really were giving, <laughs> which he's been avoiding. Seemingly he's been avoiding and he's trying to be cool this whole time with her, you know, talking smack about the roommates, talking a little bit behind uh, Winston's back and then gets caught. But this is where he just gives in. He's like, listen, you're about to see me be me around these people. Also, I looked up Palm. And it's like it is pomegranate juice, but it seems like it's it's more concentrated. It's a hundred percent pomegranate. Well, palm juice. is like a brand name of pomegranate juice, but mm-hmm. I I wasn't sure if that was product placement or if that was like him like saying like a an abbreve like right. Ups. I think it was an abbreve. I would assume. Um, but like, have either of you ever created a drink that is kind of your go-to that isn't really a drink anywhere else? Uh... Not that I'm willing to talk about on this podcast. No, I'm just, oh, no, no, no. I'm just kidding. When I was in college, and I didn't, ha- I don't, I, I drink soda now as like a mixer, like soda water or tonic or whatever. But I didn't okay. in college, and so like it would, it's very infrequent that I had like juice just on hand in my apartment senior year. Mm-hmm. So we would, I would just like make a like janky lemonade with water and lemon juice and put in whatever people were drinking in it, and it's um not a great idea. But it was my signature. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah. Keith doesn't um, drink. So. I just drink Coke Zero. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm I'm a, I'm a Coke Zero guy too, Keith. So In fact, I started. I was telling my mother-in-law today because I ran out of Coke Zeros. I had my wife bought me like a zillion on my birthday, um, mm-hmm. and then I I just ran out because I have like one every single day. And I was like shaking this morning because I didn't have it. I hadn't had it, uh, you know, and, oh, and uh, not like literally shaking, but I was like, I-, I have to like go to the store and get, even though I had no intention of leaving the house. And my wife was like, you can't go like enough, like take a couple days off. And I turned to my mother-in-law. I'm like, honestly, your daughter would rather I be addicted to cocaine than Coke Zero. Like she really, it really <laughs> bothers her that much. And it's true. I feel like, like that's not true. <laughs> I don't know if it's true because also cocaine's probably very expensive. I don't think she'd want me to spend the money. Yeah, I think that's definitely her issue mm-hmm. with it for sure. <laughs> the financial mm-hmm. yeah uh, that's her main issue with problem it. although you're probably suffering from health effects of the coke zero a day well also, that's her so issue with it is the co- I mean, what other reason would she not like it she thinks it's very unhealthy for me mm. well it is she's correct for sure yeah is it this is like the first obviously mara loves you a lot but like in terms of your podcast persona mm-hmm. like i feel like admitting that mara or not admitting, telling us that Mara is concerned about your health Mm-mm. and doesn't want you drinking Coke Zero every day is the first indication you've given that she cares okay, about you. Okay, so I sh- here's how Besides she would that spin she it. she literally takes care of here's you. Here's how she would spin it. It's like she doesn't want like me to become like diabetic, lose a leg, and then she has to like... That's literally what she'd say when you ask her. Like, it's it's going to lead to more taken care of. That's what she's saying. It's not like, ooh, Kivi, I need you to be around forever. It's like... If you're going to be addicted, that's why I say cocaine well, is better. she knows that's not happening. That's why cocaine There's is no better. <laughs> it's like, uh, what, that I'm going to be around forever? That's for sure, sure. It's like, uh, it's it's like, and that could be quicker. You know, this is this could be very, you know, this could be long and drawn out. I think that's what she would answer, honestly. All right, we're getting too negative for Puya Sorry, Puya. Like, Puya, okay, say something so, nice. So, um, well, so my drink is tequila and orange crush was the thing I oh. came upon. And then it was known as... Puya's Elixir, which was not great. Puya's Elixir. I didn't like that I had a name to it. But then also, it was like one year and three parties, and then it never came up again. So it's a flash in the pan. That sounds like uh, something you'd serve at your hypnosis class, Puya's Elixir. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Not great. <laughs> no, not great at all. Not great at all. Um, but all right, back on the bus, I do want to call out something that, like, Julia Rosnick. And I think I perceive, because I actually read a Vulture review of this episode, trying mm-hmm. to really dig into Kiva, because you always tell me how much work you did for the Seinfeld mm-hmm. podcast. I, I sometimes and, read the reviews also, but they get a little spoilery, so then I try not to. Yeah, I don't think you should. This was literally just a summary, but it was pretty funny. And, like, they said that Julia was, like, dunking on Nick the entire time, and then Nick was like, oh, like, okay, you don't like me. Like, you've seen me as bro juice. I'm drunk now, and, like, you're going to leave. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, no, I like this. I like your friends. It's fine. I interpreted this episode as, like, Julia clearly being into him and Nick, Mm. like, worrying about it the whole time. I'm realizing it's because that's how I operate. Like, I will neg someone Mm -hmm. in my life, both of you on this podcast Mm -hmm. that I like as friends, and we'll be like, haha, we're all in on it. And then that person will be like, wow, you're like so mean mm-hmm. to me relentlessly. And I'll be like, what? <laughs> we're, that's, we're best friends. Yeah, this person clearly doesn't like me, but you're just nagging. I I hear you, but also. Not nagging. It's just like, that's like, so I that's get their, what Julia's Their love language from. is insult to, to the other person. <laughs> in, not insults, <laughs> but friendly. Banter. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. They do that the whole time, but it's also like him uh, putting his foot in his mouth 50 times, you know, and then and then tagging it with in a hot way. Uh, and it sh- but it's also I think <laughs> yeah. it's really more of a like a, a conversation where like she's an accomplished lawyer, an attractive woman, 
and he's sort of like lost in life. And still, she's like, no, don't worry. Anything you do, like, oh, yeah, this ridiculous party on a bus with your loser friends. I even like that. They're like, I'm going to settle. Don't worry. You don't have to worry about me. I think this is what happens to me in all of my mm-hmm. relationships. I'm, I'm seeing myself on the page yes. here. Yeah. yeah. No, every relationship I've been in has had the exact same buildup as well. You st- You got to start off with that friendly roasting. You got to see, like, can we get along? Can you call me out on stuff? Can I call you out on stuff? But can we laugh about it at the end of the mm-hmm. day? That's important. And I think that um, she I think she kind of does get that, especially we get to see that uh, one of the final conversations in the episode where Nick goes full self-deprecating about himself. Um, <laughs> and I feel like that's happened before. Everyone's been through that at some degree if they're you know, if they do this kind of uh, level of, you know, roasting one another. But I, I, I 100 percent didn't see it as her just dunking on him with a mean way. It was 100 percent. I like you a lot. And I'm messing with you because you can take it and because I can tell that you're very worried and it's cute. Exactly. I saw it the same way. Um, yeah. Nick's one of his confessions, my favorite, is when he's like, I don't believe dinosaurs existed. I've seen the science. I don't believe it. Like, that is just <laughs> such a Nickism. Uh, but yeah, Keeve, as, as you're saying, you, you've been alluding to. Uh, Julia's going to take it to the next level of proving that she likes his friends. You want to, like, set up, take us home on the mm. end of this bus ride? Um. Uh. Yeah. Well, she comes out. She comes home with him. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> what? <laughs> so what? What are you so, setting up? Go ahead, Puya. So, yeah. So what happens is, uh, Benjamin says your party slugs, bro, and then ah, okay. Julia says. Four, by the way, time check four twenty one a.m. Sorry, I missed what you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's all good. I can see Ali saying this at some point, somewhere in some kind of alleyway. I would never of, say this, and nobody would ever say this. Let me talk to him for a second. I'm a lawyer. So pull, <laughs> pulls up and says, let me talk to him. And then you think, oh, I, in my head, first time I was like, are you going to like offer advice? Or you're going to be like, well, that was slander. Like what? Nope. It's a, it's a full-on five-knuckle punch mm. in the mouth. Lawyer-adjacent people are way more likely to say he's a lawyer yeah. than the mm. lawyer themselves is going to announce themselves in an irrelevant situation sure. as a lawyer. <laughs> Uh, but oh, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, it's crazy. She punches him out and then Nick's into it. She reveals she's got anger issues. Um, I want to ask you more questions about the Sakiva when we get to that part of the show. Um, but basically, the, the money scene literally happens when Schmidt and Jess are alone waiting for the tow truck. Because as, K- as Akiva importantly pointed out, Julia does leave with Nick <laughs> and leaves Schmidt and Jess alone. And Schmidt, Schmidt. Schmidt leans in for the kiss and gets woefully rejected. Svi says, how much should Schmidt have had to put in the jar? Uh, I think, like, first of all, why is it canon that whatever the amount you say, you know, like, jar is fine, but I think it should be, like, a, a standard amount. And maybe, like, two levels, like, super douchey and regular douche, like 10 or 20. It's crazy that you can decide, like, oh, that's a $50 douchey comment versus a $10 one. It's crazy. Well, I think they, they respect the bounds. So, like, they're not being like, oh, 500. But I think it's up for discussion mm. if he wants to challenge it. I mean, there's a clearly a very tight jar renewal pro, uh, review process. Yeah, and, it, and is it budgeted? Because, like, he's the only one who has, you know, or he has the best job. Like, if, if uh, unemployed uh, Nick or Winston do it, do they have to give, like, a dollar to the jar? 
Do you think in this ep- in this series that anyone else besides Schmidt will be made to uh, contribute? You're saying he's n- no one ever has to give any jar money. I'm not saying it. I'm asking you. It would blow my mind. You're, you're making me nervous that he's like the only, not nervous, but like he's the only person. But I I I would have to imagine that like Jess has the jar in like the series finale. At the very Jess least, has the jar? Jess, Jess has her first jar in the series finale. But like Nick okay, and Winston, there's a Kiwi prediction yeah. locked in. Nick and Winston get a few along the way. All right, Nate. Uh, so, so Puya, can you answer how much do you think this was worth? I feel like fifty is apt, especially given that he immediately defends it with what could be one of the dumbest. <laughs> you had fuzz on your face. <laughs> And then doubles down at the deliberation in the living room. I, I feel like given how it was a it was a one quick moment of insecurity moment, he someone has been there for him, someone has done so much for him for his birthday that he thought was over, that he was crying about, that he said, I'm canceling my birthday and it's social suicide, and he was upset about it. To be here, one moment he lets his guard, he goes for it and immediately backs out. I think fifty is apt. Now, had he been like you know, had the dynamics of the house shifted, had there been awkwardness after this or no one's talking to one another, then bump it up to like 100. But I think 50 is fine. Okay, I have a hot take. Nate K says, was trying to kiss Jess really that bad? It was gross and a huge misread, but I'm not sold. And then and Nate said, do I have to put something in the jar for that? Here's <laughs> my thing. I don't think it's a jar at all. No, it's not a jar. I- I think if mm. he no, I think Puya just made a really solid case for it. And again, I really like the structure of the episode, and I like that Jess is like it should have been a hundred or two hundred. And I agree what Puya's saying too about like it could have led to awkwardness in the house, like amongst roommates. They probably have an understanding. Like so, I I get that side of it, but in the moment, mm-hmm. like Schmidt is like opening up to her. She, like he, she just went through this tremendous effort to plan this like dream birthday for him. Schmidt takes care of Schmidt. Nobody takes care of Schmidt, and like he's like, no one's ever done this to me, mm-hmm. and he's misguided. He leans in, but it's not like he for- if he like forces the kiss. Obviously, we're in a mm-hmm. different conversation. But she, he does do the the jar for the fuzz on your face. I think is fair <laughs> instead of yeah. it. But I almost feel like Schmidt had the green light here, took a shot, maybe a yellow light, and and it didn't pay off. But I didn't yeah. think it was like <laughs> gross. Mm-hmm. Well, for a fleeting second, he was no longer a douchebag. He was one hundred percent motivated by affection through empathy and care from another human being, which is not what Schmidt's MO is. So if we're playing devil's advocate of it shouldn't be jar, I 100% could see it because I do think for like a good 15 seconds, he's letting his douchebag guard down and he's just letting himself feel his emotions as a human and feel affection and love towards a fellow human who has definitely gone out of their way to make him happy on his last of the decade birthday. And I want to be careful and just say, and this is not what you're saying or what I'm saying or what Keith's saying is like, I'm not saying that any time a person of any, oh, no. uh, like, does anything nice to, for you that you should try to kiss them and that that's, like, acceptable. But I think he, like, feels a moment, sees a moment, tries, doesn't work, and that's it. I think Jess is kind of mean to, like, laugh at him and tell the whole apartment, but uh, it makes for great TV. Absolutely. Keith, where do you land on this? Yeah, I think this is outside the do. Like, obviously, like maybe if it's a you know, you could talk about like a truly unwanted kiss, like it's completely outside the 
douche spectrum or the jar spectrum at least but like i think this is the like the jar spectrum is like something that happens in the apartment that basically everybody or at least like three of the people see this is this is totally different so i i think this should not be a jar all right you alluded to this earlier matt stewart says why wasn't cc in this episode seems like a no-brainer inclusion into the storyline or is it just so they can shoehorn the kiss attempt and it would be less likely if Cece was. Ah, there. that's not a bad point. I mean, she could be gone by then. I, I, I mean, the honest answer is probably that they have her under contract for like twelve or fourteen episodes or something, and she's only in like every other one. But it is funny; she's in the opening credits, and she's really not there that much right now. And she's also like billed as in this episode, like credit only. I think, or yeah, I called. think, like yeah, like I, I think that's what it is. I think like because she's in the opening credits, like I think she probably gets paid even if she's not in there, maybe or something, or they have a deal. I don't exactly know how it works out, but. Uh, it is strange that they barely use her. I am. I, I. My impression is that she's in every episode by like season two, but I could be way off. I don't. I'm just guessing. I do think if Cece's here, that this does not happen. Even if she leaves, like the whole energy is different. Like sh- she's probably helping Jess plan everything. Like it's not just like Jess as an individual like person is like doing all going through all these hoops. Cece's probably getting them into the club with her model friends, no problem. Like I, I think the whole episode is different. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get to, well, I should, I don't want to pressure Puya to remember all of our insane segments we have towards the end of this. Um, but let's talk about, Puya, do you want to ask Keeve if anything comes to mind about what moments from this season or what storylines developed this episode, I mean, um, that might run with the rest of the season or series? Ah, uh, like the uh, the old, like, will this person come back kind exactly. of Exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, well, let's ask about the uh, what I would I would personally say star of the guest stars this episode, Lizzie Kaplan. Do you think Julia's coming back? Slash, um, if you say yes, how much? Yeah, more I think she has to. I do think it would be you know criminally poor writing if uh, if you know they end on on such a positive note and that we don't see her again. Again, that would be pretty. Uh, it would actually really sour me on the show that they, like, don't respect the audience at all. And one of the things I always guess, Allie, with, like... W- oh, like Seinfeld? There, I said there's no... I said uh, Jerry officially breaks up with every girl he ever dates except for one, the girl from the race. And we had the actress on, and we said, how come you never came back? And she didn't know. Um, uh, so I think... I Also, how can you not remember her name being Lois? Lo- Lois from the race, but I-, I was trying to I was trying to remember the actress's real name since she came well, on who her cares podcast. About that? No, I mean and I no, don't know. much respect to yeah. her. So um, I do think that um, she comes back a bunch. I don't think we'll see her like past season one, but maybe she has a similar arc to mm-hmm. Gunslinger, where it's like four to five episodes. Okay, and then just so I'm clear, Ali, question real quick. Are you guys going to be tracking? Like, is Jess the only one whose partners are going to be tracked? Well, I don't want to rank Nick's girlfriends. It's too much work. But if we could sort of discuss, okay. I like, I, this, she is like one of the more normal people we've met so far, right, Allie? I mean, you said yourself, you see a little bit of, uh, of you. No, her. I mean, she punches someone out at a true. birthday party. Like, that's not <laughs> true. Like, true. That's a good I point. I mean, she's working on her issues, which I respect. Mm-hmm. She owns them and she's working on it. But, like, lest he who has not punched somebody out on a party bus cast the first stone. I've never punched anyone. Oh, my God. Ever? Like Even ever, like, ever? Uh, you know, someone who's trying to complain to the captain of the gymnastics team, you never knocked them out? I've never punched anyone. Wow. Pooh, you've awesome. punched someone before, um, right? Have you guys punched people? Of course. I've, I, so notoriously <laughs> quiet, calm. I have hawked out in the past. I'm not yeah, in, a, in elementary like school, anything. I've punched people. I've never punched anybody, like, after my bar mitzvah, I've never punched anybody, you know? All right, this I think- is insane. 
I don't condone great tech. Condone? I don't. I don't think there's like the one left. I think everyone I know, like everyone I grew up with, has punched someone at least once. I don't. Okay. Well. No. Maybe this Even is a gender conversation. I don't, I don't subscribe to it as an ideology. By no, any, I haven't. I haven't. But no, I, I think I, I. The last punch I threw, I was like eleven. But I. But I. Yeah. You know, you, you get into some some brouhaha's in 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 grade school. <laughs> yeah. Um, not that it makes it any better or justifies it by any means, but I did not cast the first punch. Mm-hmm. Okay. We well, threw the last one, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So. I do want to say that a uh, friend from my real life. No offense. You fakes. Mm-hmm. But wow. Kelly, who I went to law school mm-hmm. with, has become a listener of this podcast. And that's the funniest thing for me is that two people I know from law school, Mike and Kelly, are both listening to this podcast who have never listened to a podcast I've mm-hmm. done. So they were lost when we referenced dozens of people we know with no context for the last two hours, right? But they know like the Gentile, for example. Okay. So like, when I make Gentile. a reference to my real life, mm-hmm. let, not a shout out to the no, Gentile. No, shout out to Kelly and Mike. Kelly, Mike. Um, Kelly with a lot of uh, 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 chick, chick, chicks around her name. I'm the Prenzi. She's just Jewish. She's got the oh, okay. Prenzi's around. Oh, so you've noticed. Yeah, Kelly. yeah. She tweets it. So, okay. so she, she asked some questions from last week that we didn't get to because it was we were we were ahead. But I pulled one of them, and that's over under on how many Zoe Deschanel songs we hear in the series. So if you remember, we heard her singing a Christmas carol at the end of last episode. Do you think we hear her singing more songs in the series? Do you want to give a number? I don't think you. Any, uh, the person uh, asking the question is a big over-under person. Okay, well. I'm going to say it's like I, I don't know, it, double I, digits. Stop being mean to my friend. I'm not being mean. I'm just trying to think like. Just lodge a prediction, I'm going to say double digits. We hear double digit. Um, okay, so more than 10. More, 10 or more, yes. <laughs> All right, Dan Sinensky asked this question, and I'll do a little spoiler. He asked it the same question for three episodes. This was the first. Dan Sinensky says, what does Akiva think of the Schmidt and Jess of it all? I'm not I'm not shipping this relationship at all. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> oh, tell me right mm-hmm. now. What would, their sh- what would their couple handle name be? Well, we know Schmidt's name, and... Uh, this is true. Akiva doesn't. So oh, I didn't even realize. It's a, it's a Kramer mm-hmm. situation. You did. We talked about this. Yeah. You asked me if we ever. Found <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um. So like Chess, Chess I guess <laughs> Chester. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, but I'm not shipping them. I, I. I. My. My fear is this is Chekhov's kiss, where it's like once you see him try and kiss her, he has to actually successfully kiss her at some point this season. That's my fear, and I'm. Do you want to make a right. prediction? Like, is there? Yeah, he is definitely. They like definitely a- kiss. I don't think. See, I think she ends up with Nick and not with Schmidt. But um, I, I do think that... So you think it's a Joey-Rachel moment? I mean, it could it's be. Like I don't little... remember. I don't know much about the relationships on Friends. Side trip. Sorry. Me neither. But I know that she, like, briefly... Although I am her. wearing my shirt that everyone hates, which is the Seinfeld... Um, oh, the Friends The Seinfeld... Co- the core four of Seinfeld. But it says it has the Friends <laughs> logo over it. And someone just stopped me today and was like, I don't get it. And I'm like, well, like, they're friends. And, and they're like, is it a mistake? I'm like, I don't know. I like, I, no, no one's... Why were you outside your house talking to people in close range? Um, because I was carrying a bed up to my house. And then the, then like the guy <laughs> took like this. It, my, my daughter got like a bed from Ikea that she's wanted that was like out of stock for like a year. And this guy just like took it on his back and carried it up my stairs for me. It was like the nice thing anyone's ever done. <laughs> and, then, and then all you have to say is that he disrespected your shirt. The, the other guy out disrespected my shirt. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Do we have a Garner Minute this week? Yeah, we do have a Garner minute, but I want I want to bring something up first. I do I do have the Garner. Oh please. Okay, so I had promised we could talk about 
the the our pet, the continuation of two weeks ago's pet name conversation. Oh, he remembers. Yes, of course. I would never yes. forget. That. All I do is is think about this podcast all week and plan for it. Um, so the, and I and you'll see why I rated for Puya. By the way, do I hope you nobody has anticipated this story because it's not going to. I have. Um, so Ali said that he she um call she used to call people in her life punk poo, what was it pen penguin. First of all, I still do, Sorry. and it's puff, 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 puffin, puff, little puff. So puff, that was a big name, and then a lot of people also told us that they had names that frequently start with a P, right? Mm. Okay. Um. So that uh, like that was a common that was a common thing, and I and you, and then you said, Akiva, do you have like a pet name for your wife? And I said yes, but I'm not going to say it on air. Uh, it makes more sense to say it in two weeks. So I'll explain why. So every day during the sort of like Zoom schooling for the last nine months or however long it's been, my son's teacher email who who is like email only. She emails me like fifty different things a day, and she's older and struggling with technology, and I cannot get my wife added to the class email list. So I have to then forward my wife immediately every single email that comes from my, the teacher. What a tragedy okay. for you to have to do that. Uh, but my wife also doesn't check her email, so I also have to copy and paste it into uh, text and text it to her. Oh, my yeah. God. How do you manage? It is a lot of work. Like, don't say I don't do any parenting. <laughs> um, anyway, so... I have to do this, but here's the problem. My kids change like everyone's name in my phone to like different things. So they changed the name of my wife on all of my like email contacts phone to a name that I sort of like semi-ironically call her, uh, which is Pooch. And so, <laughs> so, and they're like, why are you waiting for Puya for this? So, every, so here's why every single day. 50 times a day, I type in P-O-O, and then I then for some reason, Gmail's horrible you know, formula assumes that I want to email Puya Zanvakili, <laughs> and is, is the first, I won't say his full email address, but the first three letters are P-O-O, the, and I have to go to the second option 50 times a day. Which is my wife's name, which I'm sure I could figure out how to do, change, but then my kids will change it back, which I have not changed during, you know, since March. And click that one, and I, like I'm, sh- I guess Puya would comment at this point if I had accidentally emailed him, but like at least five times a day, I like click his name and then have to exit out and email my wife. But anyway, that's why I'm saving it because it's a choice every uh, fifty times a day between Pooch and Puya uh, that just by t- typing in the first three letters and then like uh, you know making making the big decision. Um, so that, I hope that story lived up to the hype and that's why I saved it for Puya. Um, <laughs> but Puya, I think of you 50 well, times a day when I don't email you. <laughs> and by the way, how many times have we emailed? Probably like once, you know, I maybe like a Google form here and there, but Gmail yeah, remembers. Yeah. They don't, they don't prioritize based on how often you email somebody. No, they have it in the list. So my question is, so, so you're calling her by this nickname via like are you putting it also in the e- like in the email no. body or no, 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 no. it's in your it's, contact this is and i don't i didn't save her name i wonder if it's because i have an android like her name in my phone just transfer i don't know why i would never save her name as pooch on my email so i don't know if my kids did that too um because they also have access to my email during zoom school because they have to like check their teacher's emails it's a mess um 
but so I never would change it to that. So it, it, my kids did it. I don't know if they did it once and, cha- and transferred everything. But anyway, yeah, that's that's what I deal with here. Pooch versus Puya. All right, we're skipping the Garner minute. We'll do that next week. Oh no, I had a <laughs> we'll good Garner minute. The Pooch minute. And then no, I want to let's get to Kiwi Guide. Kiwi Guide mm-hmm. was submitted to us from uh, some some great minds in our <laughs> accidental NGOG WhatsApp group, and I think Kiwi Guide is just going to be. A grab bag. If if you want to recommend anything else you're watching, great. Any unfinished business. I, I have suggested that I'm going to start tracking Keeve's predictions about me. That'll go in the guide. So far, we have a big reader, not a baby person, not an athlete, and on time for flights. That mm-hmm. all, that's all. And Advil really in the bag. <laughs> Advil in the mm-hmm. purse. Um, but I wanted to talk uh, this week because uh, we played – uh, an online game, Akiva, and we made a bet about mm-hmm. it. And the game was played, the bet was paid, mm-hmm. the debt was paid, and we never ad- came back and addressed it. Now, no one cared no. because nobody said, hey, whatever happened with that? But you were able to change my Twitter bio. And do you want to tell the, the audience what you made me change my Twitter bio to for a week? Um, It was Awooga, right? Awooga. It was just Awooga. Uh-huh. Nobody noticed, nobody cared. No. I went back to my no, or I don't even think I went back. I think I left it. And then Puya, great listener, and now iconic guest, best guest we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Should we do guest um, rankings after every guest? Yeah, I'll, I'll be, you'll be the first person I punch. Okay. Um, and <laughs> Puya, Puya, in hearing how horrible you think, uh, how horrible you think of me, Akiva, submitted one of the greatest descriptions of me of all time that immediately went from the DMs, so not the first time that something from Puya Mm -hmm. has gotten pulled out of the DMs, to my Twitter bio. And Puya, I don't know if you want to read it, if you want me to read it. I would love for you to read it. Okay. 10 out of 10 handy, musician, gymnast, comedian, roaster, friend, podcaster, cautionary tale. Then had to throw the link at Puyaisms. Check him out. Uh, thank you. I hope to never change it. I've never really liked my Twitter bio. I think this is the first one I've ever uh, liked. If if I wrote cautionary tale, you'd never speak to me again, though. I feel like Puy. That's not true. That's hilarious. It is funny, that but the, I think that's you'd the be the only reason it could be in the bio is because it's funny. Mm-hmm. You, you have to be self-deprecating at the end. You're saying. Yeah, like it's true. You know what's not true. <laughs> you know what's not true things. in that bio, though. Uh, comedian. No, ten out of ten handy. Oh, because. You said I'm a- you said during that episode. I said like we were talking about tools. You said could I take wood and build maybe, but I don't have to. But I. You said I no. I'm so handy. I don't need tools. Chairs. So I asked my uh, my brother-in-law, who's a handyman when he was in college. He's a doctor now. I said, is that a thing where you're so handy you don't need tools? And he said, no. If you came, if you're a handyman, you show up to jobs like I'm so handy I don't need okay, tools. Okay, but I'm not a handyman. I am handy. It's not my career. Right. It's so not I like, think oh, yeah, that's I'm a like a worker and I don't have tools. Six out of ten handy. If you're like okay, but listen. Yeah. I've put together a two glass panel coffee table, mm-hmm. a t- kitchen table that said two people are required to set it oh, up, wow. and that's what my microphone. I think it said out. ages two and, and up. Four kitchen mm-hmm. chairs, and you—it would take your whole life. To I would never be able to do together. it. You know that. Yeah, never. Mm-hmm. Ten out of ten, certainly coming from. So me ten out of ten on the on the Kiwi scale. The I agree. <laughs> well, like I think the the handy for the reasons you highlighted in the traditional sense is there i feel like it could be also as someone who is a good friend for advice i feel like when i when i ask ali for opinions on things or when mm-hmm. i ask ali about things she's given me decent advice yeah that's friend that, so that's that's like- that's follow you know that that's sort of handled under the friend no that's part. cautionary tale because yes. i know from Bad experience advice. what Bad not advice, to do yeah. 
um but all right let's thank our five star reviewers uh please not the only one giving me reviews you guys are giving us reviews um my new metric i actually don't even know what we are an old guy let me check on itunes right now um famously so my new search term what i care about now oh we're number three we're back to number three an old guy but what i really want to do is be number one in akiva and right now we're at a pitiful number six we don't even make the top row of akiva we were number five but you must have released a 32 fans podcast recently because now we're bumped to six i'd like us to be at least the number five is rob and Akiva akiva need a podcast number one or not even uh, two podcasts that have nothing to do with you are numbers one and two. And then your three other shows are one, two, and three after that. Do you want to guess of your three shows, which is one? I'm going to say Rob and Akiva, 32 fans, and then this because we're newest. I First of all, I told you that we're number six. So your three other shows. Oh, Seinfeld beat us too. Okay. Seinfeld beat Renat. Oh, wow. Seinfeld is number Seinfeld three. Seinfeld has good SEO. Uh, so does this podcast. People are still, you know, slowly but surely God writing to us. Them. The poor listeners of this one. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Maybe I should put a sound drop in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of inside. If you don't know us. Take a break mm-hmm. for like the next six mm-hmm. months. Um, and then 32 fans and then us. But we're, we're must be right on the line with 32 fans, because when I first checked, we were number five in Akiva. I, right. Yeah, I, I'm going to take down the two that aren't me, though. I can't believe I don't have the topic. And they don't have Akiva in the title. <laughs> yeah, one is Akiva's podcast. That's not a big podcast. What is that? I've never heard of it. But it's it's pure. Akiva, yeah, I guess the so SEO is the... like that's gonna that makes sense. We're gonna take them down though. Although new girl doesn't work for us. We're pure pure, pure new girl, baby. But anyway, all right. So thank you to uh, Sarah L, Sarah L, Sarah L, J Dog, ten forty, and uh, someone who left us a one star review. Ironically, because we're both number one stars in my book, and it's a great podcast. Um, cute, funny, change unique. it, change it. Please change, change it. it. That really hurts. Yeah, no, us. we hate you uh, now but, if you do that. Uh, but we're no, we we get we get the spirit mm-hmm. of it, it. But um, we would really cool. appreciate a change. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you want to help us out and help us become at least number five in Akiva, uh, you can go to Anchor.fm and subscribe through hitting iTunes there. Maybe I should make a link. Ugh, I don't know. It seems like a lot of work. Um, but I'll we do it. Really <laughs> do care. We. Oh, that was such an evil <laughs> laugh. I hated it. Um. All right, next week we have uh, episode 11 mm-hmm. with the great Hannah Shapiro mm-hmm. of Pawnee Public Radio. And Survivor. We'll be talking about the episode Jess and Julia, Ooh. if you want to guess what that's about. Yeah, I think, okay, so Jess and Julia, I'm going to say it's like Jess versus Julia, where it's like, all right, who's going to be Nick's man, Nick's lady now? I think it's like Je- Jess sees Julia moving in and her guy and... and uh, She's semi uncomfortable with it. Starts good, and by the end, she starts to have feelings for Nick again. All right, there's Akiva's prediction. Maybe that's the Kiwi guide. That's probably makes more. Is that Kiwi Digest or I don't know? I don't know. We have a lot of we a lot of little segments that uh, we have to. Uh, we're still working it. Puya, mm-hmm. thank you so much yes. for being here. What an honor. Um, I'm I'm gonna give your plugs before I, I let you get in. Any final thoughts you might have about what you just experienced here today? Any cautionary stories for anyone who might be coming up? Um, you can check Puya out literally everywhere. Covering 90 Day Fiance, covering The Masked Singer, which I am listening to the podcast. Haven't watched the show yet. Although, spoiler alert, Kiwi, did you see uh, a disgraced jet 
uh, was unveiled on The Masked Singer. I did. Uh, Puya, can you explain our sort of Masked Singer relationship? Because I think it's kind of funny. Oh, God. I thought we were wrapping yeah, so, up. Here's 20 more minutes. <laughs> no. I'm in, a, I'm in a group mm-hmm. DM with Liana, mm-hmm. my partner mm-hmm. in crime, and many other titles that she falls under, and Akiva. And Akiva started sending us wow, um, that's the rude. costumes. No, you'll see. It's, it, there's only, it's only for this one thing. Yeah, it's for Mass Singer. I believe Mass Singer yes. is real, yes. right? So we're getting all the costumes as they're coming along and as Akiva's finding them. And it's been wild. There's been my favorite one still is falafel, the falafel. and the pita is um, amazing. I, well, cause so do good. you know that we have a thing on the Love Island podcast uh, that when we did Too Hot to Handle with Kirsten McGinnis uh, about being a falafel boy, that that's the new uh, PG term for an F boy. So I yeah. feel like the costume and that really go together. Yeah, the, the falafel costume cost under $100 to make, I feel like. I've seen, you sent me this and the creepy bird. <laughs> yeah, the too. creepy bird, uh, the pickle. Um, there's some really scary. Was your mouth watering? Yeah, the, my mouth was. I believe I believe uh, Puya's buddy asked, made that joke immediately. Um, I think, um, yes, there's some horrible costumes. A mushroom lost tonight. The the costumes truly the light. Wait, but there's a mushroom on the regular version too. Okay, yeah, but mm-hmm, we're gonna meet them. The in regular version, I think, is like more animal based, and this is more like there was a crembo, which is like an Israeli snack that has like chocolate or like sort of white stuff in the middle. That was a costume. Like it's very inside baseball. It's not like here's an ostrich, you know. Um, well, definitely check them mm-hmm. out, uh, Liana and Puya. What, our group chat? Dynamic duo. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. What? No, I was oh, making a joke. Or the costumes, <laughs> yes. whatever. Uh, whatever floats your boat. Uh, my friend Mike, who's now caught up on NGOG, texted me and said, uh, he said, I just laughed out loud when Akiva said, when someone says the word pickle, my mouth waters. Legit, one of the funniest things I've ever heard on a podcast. Not a bit, it is true. <laughs> uh, it, it would have to be true. Yeah, it That's would be the, the weirdest bit of all time. <laughs> Um, and we're famously anti-bit. Anti-bit. I also, so that's not, not Allie, not one person said like, oh yeah, I do that too. Or like my mouth waters when I think of something. Of course not. But like people have Pavlovian responses. I'm sure if you thought about it, you might have one. Like, like you smell like summer camp or something. If like some wind blows something in. Is that just me too? All right. I'll think on that for next okay. week's. Uh, Puya, you could also let us know if you have any Pavlovian responses to anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll let you know. I'll be, here's the thing. So. I had a lot of fun. It's honestly, and these are no bits, no j- Puya, I'm not done with your plugs. No, he was going to compliment us, Allie. Okay, okay. Let him compliment Sorry, us. Yes, I forgot. <laughs> Tell me more You're, about Are, me are you doing any more Big Brother before the season closes out in a few weeks? Uh, yeah, I'll be on at least two more times, potentially, uh, talking Big Brother before it ends. That's all on Rob as a podcast, and then he is streaming Tuesdays, Fridays, and Sundays, I believe. I've heard rumors on Twitch at Puyism on all forums and I've heard rumors that he's going to go to four days, but much wow. like him saying he's going to get coffee, we'll see if it ever happens. Uh, that's an inside joke for the Twitch people or for me. Um, but yeah, Puya is a busy man. Mm-hmm. Anything? Did I miss any plugs? Uh, no, you did not. Um, no, honestly, it's been a lot of fun getting to come on here and be the first guest. I'll, I will always be the first guest. Now that that is not changing. Whether I'm the the most frequented mm-hmm. guest is up for mm-hmm. grabs. We'll see. Well, you're also um, the only two-time guest. That's so. fucked, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's because I was going to watch the show systematically on my rewatch with you guys weekly. And then I lost the plot, made it to season three, and I was like, 
this is the episode I like in season two. Can I? Has anyone picked this yet? Um, and then we'll. I'll let you know on season three and beyond. While it's frozen, of course I know. But I'll throw my name in the hat. Um, no, I'm very much thankful that you guys had me on here. And uh, yeah, can't say enough uh, good things about what you're doing here. It's honestly been really refreshing. And I'm not joking when I say I do not start my Wednesdays without ngog now well puya it's mutual we don't start our wednesdays wednesdays without you you just don't know mm-hmm. it um but Aww. no um i it, we appreciate it this was so much fun it was great having you you really saved the energy of the show i feel like um akiva is doing great work uh i'm 32 fans and the patron podcast as always but uh i am back temporarily to listening to akiva's other oh. podcast the premiere makes akiva me nervous podcast. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm now, I used to hold back my criticism, but now I text you every five minutes every time you say something annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I listened to Dr. Amanda Rabinowitz's show, fabulous. I listened to Bryce's show, fabulous. Although he did miscredit you for the for pushing him through to the wheel, even though that was me, it's fine. Um, <laughs> and I listened to, I'm up to just having finished the musical. I was late starting this podcast. Mm-hmm. Because I had to finish the musical part of the Renap the musical. If you are not a fan of Renap, we don't know what it I is. I hate to say this, you have to go back and listen to every single episode up to one oh four so that you understand the brilliance that is Jason Curtis Rivera, who wrote an incredible musical, a thirty five minute <laughs> yes. musical about this hellish podcast, <laughs> oh, no. and made it so enjoyable for this theater lover who has been stuck out of you know obviously there's no theater right now in COVID and. My heart was racing. I was emotional. Uh, The aforementioned Liana Boris has a starring role. She's fabulous. Mike Bloom. Everybody who's in it, everybody's a part of it. It really, really blew me Mm -hmm. away. I was so impressed. And my expectations were high. And they were exceeded. So uh, shout out to Jason Curtis Rivera if if you're out here two hours in. Uh, Shout out to Dr. Amanda Rabinowitz and Bryce who made me come back to Renap temporarily. This was absolutely fabulous and now i'm gonna to listen to you and rob probably piss me off while you talk no about you'll it. be out within two that, weeks no question um no 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 uh, no I'm oh done you're out perfect no i think this is the right long. time saying, to leave i think that's a good decision for you i'm saying when i go back to listen to uh you guys talk about the music like i, I still ah, the episode now you can want to just podcast. cut it you should you, you don't have to listen anymore because i want to listen to jason Curtis. oh yeah that's talk. fine um, There's nothing to what do you, you. What what was your opinion on uh, Puya's roommates uh, dropping the oive? People love the oive. I was. It was great. great. It was. It fabulous. was a great oive. I thought her. What's a podcast? Yeah. Like she was. Fabulous. That's exactly what Mara Everybody would say. The fabulous. what's a podcast thing. <laughs> the writing, the talent. It was really, really blew mm-hmm. me away. So you'll never hear me give a more strong recommendation. The other thing I want to call out here about, and poor Puya, who's still sitting here, mm-hmm. um, about Renap. And you've been ignoring me when I've been venting about this, which only serves to make me. I don't ignore you. Is oh, you do ignore Mm -mm. me. Is that Keith comes to me, Puya? I'll tell you this. Oh my god, dear listeners and Puya. (sighs) Keith comes to me talking all this smack about Rob. Honestly, the sequel to the musical can be about not smack about Rob. I would never. Not about Rob, but like I address this on Puya's stream with Rob, where it's like, oh. Uh, Rob says he fat, he doesn't want to listen to new girl stuff, so he listens. That's what to he like, said. Listen to the band. Oh, yeah, we're having a sidebar. Respect the sidebar. To quote the league, um, he says, uh, "Oh, he says he wants timestamps so he can skip the new girl content and listen to it." And I'm like, "Why is he announcing that on his bigger show 
only deterring people from listening, like keeping us down. Like we don't need that energy. Like that's annoying to me. So I bring that up to Rob because that's how I am. <laughs> like whatever. I go back and listen and there's Keeve offering the timestamps. It's not Rob requesting the timestamps. It's Keeve saying, oh, what, would you like timestamps so you could skip the new girl stuff? And Rob's like, yeah, okay. I need so what I'm hearing, just to clarify, is that you're saying that instead of uh, it was a give me the timestamps, it was more of a here, take <laughs> my timestamps. Time exactly, exactly. <laughs> big time, big time. No, all right, let's move on. Um, all right, I'm not happy, Keith. Not happy. <laughs> okay, um, Puya, this was great. Kiva, as always, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be back next week with Hannah Shapiro to talk about episode 11. Uh, Puya, I really relieved you of your hosting. You should really close out this episode. Okay. I, and, uh, it's, not, it's my pleasure, basically. <laughs> um, you know, it's time to get off the party bus. The night is done. We've talked. We've found out why the $50 had to go to the jar. And it's been a lovely two hours with all of you but it's time for you to put your earbuds in the jar put your phone in the jar go to sleep or go about your day because there's nothing else left here but jar 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 bye take care everybody till next week 